today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James has shot in history. Welcome everyone to the Balinesian podcast. I realized that I get really close to the mic when I open the episodes. I'm trying not to do that. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel. Check them out. Catch the wave. Put on for the culture. www.levasaislandapparel.com. I am Lance Falitongo. Yo, what's popping on Forest Dola? And today we are rejoined by the founder. The one and only E. Rye Hosell. Welcome back, brother. Hey, what's happening, y'all? <laughs> always good. Always good to have always you. Good. Oh, hey, man. Love y'all, bro. Love and miss y'all. Glad to be back on. Love you too, man. Yeah, this is dope. Amen. We've been uh, we've been potting and collaborating. Um, yo, always, yo, always... catching heat, bro. They're all, right, they're all fire, man. Appreciate you listening, man. Yeah, we've had um, Craig Bailey on. Um, EXP Realty, I think that was episode 38. Episode 40, we had uh, Sefa M from the Polyticking Podcast. Episode 41, we had Mike Fiso from the Emerald Perspective. Uh, me and Forrest also got a chance to go and collaborate with the Pod Boys over there on the Polyticking Podcast. Shout out to Sefa M and Marcus. Uh, check out that episode. Margaret Mead, you bum! <laughs> Bro. Yo! Bum ass bitch. Hey, oh, hey I'm yo. They turn me <laughs> when I'm around those guys. I'm just like, yo, exactly. Fuck all these people. <laughs> yo, bro, calm that's down, a bit of history, down. bro. Yo, that's what I say. Forrest, Forrest has the insight to like how everything plays into like it's happened before and it's just happening again. And you guys just you're too close to it. This is what's actually happening. Margaret mm-hmm. B's been fucking us uh, since like the a hundred years ago and now people think we're crazy and wild and savage and we started Forrest, playing into that it's, it's my true, guy right? my guy forced with the socio-political economical he understands historical he knows you know, hey, I, I i try you know because 90 percent of the day i'm a complete uh dummy but you know the other five percent oh yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. on the days <laughs> we record i am absolutely a pile of human garbage after i just smoke right. and don't do anything and, but <laughs> i save it all i know i save it all i save any sort of like right. thread or point for the show so you guys are welcome me too and apologies man. to my everyday family who has to live with the rest of me but <laughs> hey bro inspiring you talk about your grind motivates mine we seeing you uh and levasa island apparel you and um brother va and the people at uh Via Dolorosa Congregational Church, Samoa Church in Modesto, California, Um, doing work. And you you put together a food drive on Saturdays. Uh, Uh How's that going? It's been consistent now. We've uh, got five out the way. Uh, We did our first one in December. Um, And that was just because, bro, with the brand, I've always wanted to do community stuff, man. Like, uh, 
like them free lunches you had in the hood growing up, you know what I mean? Yeah, Where it was yeah. just like a bag sandwich and some orange juice or milk. Uh, that was like a, like a nostalgic memory I had. And I was like, man, nobody's doing that. One, because of COVID. Uh, you know what I mean? You can't be Three out years of public, ago, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then like the other is because, you know, now a lot of those nonprofits that were, that probably did have those fiscal resources to do those things, probably don't have the time, staff, uh, or the resources to do that anymore, right? So it's like, man, okay, but like Levasa was never supposed to be a flex thing, you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever want to be known as like the bougie, whatever, like Louis Vuitton brand. Granted, that's what a lot of people in in the the clothing entrepreneur space want you to. They that's what they want you to act like, right? Work, like, nah. work towards the brand exclusivity. Yeah, they're like, nah, man, act like yours the Gucci, bro. Raise your prices, <laughs> like you know, act like you're the Louis Vuitton. And I'm like, I will never wear that stuff. You know what I mean? I, I don't care <laughs> yeah. if I had the money to buy ten ten times the amount of clothing. You know what I mean? It's like, no, bro. Like, granted, I don't want money to be the reason people don't get to like get the gear that they feel represents the culture that they want to rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, granted, I'm going to figure out a way to make it work to where I can make a living, you know, soon enough. But yeah. um, other than that, I want it to be a brand, but I want people to forget that I'm even doing clothing anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like doing so many, like I want to do so much community work. I want to partner with so many people. I want to learn how to, I don't know, get more census data that that people like nonprofits can use to create more programs. Um, you know what I mean? Like to just just to do that, bro. And like with with all those hopes and dreams, bro, I was like, man, the only thing I know that's feasible you can do within a short amount of time, especially with two, you know what I mean, coaching me up from behind the scenes, bro. She's like, mm-hmm. do a food drive. It's quick, it's easy. Um, a lot of food banks are, are are willing to give out food if they know uh that, especially if they know that you're a church, you're doing it at a church, it's already a faith based organization. Uh, it's already uh what I think five oh one five one C three. Sounds right. Three? Um, yeah, that's the one I've heard on the commercials, yeah. right? No, so like, yeah, so it's already that classification, right? The church, and if you let them know that that's what you're doing it for, um, then bet they'll you know they'll they'll give you whatever uh, you can take. So, on you know, in December, um, we got some stuff from a uh, this guy named Latour James from a food bank in Sacramento, um, and then you know just local grocery stores that were able to give stuff, and then. Let's say, oh man, my my friends, the Duanus family, man, it's a uh, pops Roman Duanus uh, and his wife. But we went to high school with his kids, my family, right? And so we like knew them since uh, high school, even before that, because my cousins had played a uh, youth football in the area, right? But um, we always knew their family, bro. And like uh, their daughter, man, like she like a sister to me, bro. Her name's uh, Sarah Duanus. So shout out to Sarah, bro. She just started her own. Uh, clothing line with like sublimation printing um but uh like she told her parents that you know i was gonna do a food drive over there uh, at our church on the south side and then brad her dad called me up like hey man i got a couple pallets and stuff for you man yeah. get your big, like get your big ass over here man get, bring a big car <laughs> too and I was, I was like, oh, Pops, man, how you been? He was like, man, I've been good, son, man. Just come over man we'll, we'll chop it up when you get here i said like, i bet brad and they stay on the west you know what i mean uh, right off Paradise, and um, right, yeah, stop by the house. They had hella stuff, bro, like a pound and a half, and I just pulled up with like a Nissan Rogue. He's <laughs> like, well, I, was like, I told right, you man. to get a bigger car, but go ahead, stuff this up. 
<laughs> Brown get out the car, and he's like, "You're right. I told you a big ass to bring a bring a bigger vehicle." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, I tried, pops. My bad." He's like, "I mean, you good, man. You getting bigger, man. You should lose some weight, man." And I was like, "Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm okay, pops." Yeah, bro. I was like, "Dude, I, I love you, bro. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks." Yeah, man. But so... uh, yeah, but like it was cool, man. Like. And then I I got the story from them, bro, like that they've been collecting donations themselves for their immediate neighborhood right there in the West. That you know during COVID, um, they would leave donations out um, in front of their house that anybody who needed something can get it. You know what I mean? Um, as long as people social distance themselves. Um, yeah. uh, and they were doing that like consecutively the last but two years when you know the it was when it was serious. You know what I mean the the quarantine and you know the masks and stuff and a lot of people were out of work a lot of people did need um groceries like hand sanitizer gloves um any like medical stuff people needed like gauze the the tape people would need for like any diabetic um nice. sutures or or the catheters that people would need you know if they do paradialysis yeah. like my dad that they were doing it for their own neighborhood bro like the last nice. two three years and i was like damn pops that's so dope man and he was like, yeah, so we heard you want to do it, man. We got us some donations. We prayed over it for you. Uh, we want you to know that, uh, you know, like the moment you get on this path, man, it, it's worth it. And uh, it's, it's going to be hard to look back, right? But so it's going to be hard to look forward to because you got a lot of work to do. And I was like, damn, why, why you got to hit me with it? <laughs> He's like, look, I'm just being real. You should run some more, but also take these. Damn. Hey, Pops. Bro, I, was, I was like, dude, okay, bro. But like, you know, like to see, like to know that they had prayed um, over that, bro, that generous amount of donations, bro. I tripped out. I haven't seen them probably since like I graduated high school, bro. Like 2010, like, yeah, at the graduation. I knew, like, I knew that he went through a lot of like medical conditions only through like Facebook statuses of their kids. Mm. You know what I mean? But like to see, to see him alive and well, bro, like having been healed. Um, you know what I mean? Him and his wife are doing, still doing that work. Oh, I was motivated like no other, bro. I was like, man, they still doing it. You know what I mean? Like, and their kids are are very like good examples of the faith, man. Like, like uh, you know, because the, they're my generation as well. But like, to see them push forward, like they're always uplifting people. And I was like, man, bro, like it was like one of those moments where like that love, like I see that that love and light shit, bro, works. It's worth it. You know what I mean? Because I I'm, I say it a lot, bro, and I'm gonna lie, I'm not perfect, bro. There's times where I'm like, bro, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm broke still, bro. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe I might have to have to get on some crooked shit. You know what I mean? To you know to make it happen, like to get there. And I was like, no, no, bro. Like it's it's the journey that matters, bro. It's how you got there. You got to get there with the same. Same kind of integrity you had the whole time, bro. Don't ever get that shit up. You know what I mean? And like seeing them and all the, the the donations they had, the stories they told me, bro, it was kind of galvanized. Um, my yeah, it galvanized my faith, man. And and the and the and the vision with a lot of the work that I want to do as far as communities involved, bro. It's uh, yeah, it really helped me out, bro. And pops is always in contact with me, bro, sending me like Bible scriptures and stuff to read every week, every other day, bro. Hey. I'm like, this guy, bro, like, it's a, it's a good presence to have. Bro, so shout out dope. to them, bro. Was, was it Duanus? Yeah, Duanus. Shout out to the Duanus fam and Pops yeah, so like, being a good yeah, example. Bro, like, with all those donations, bro, We like that day, 
uh, for that first food drive, we was able to create, I think, like 66 food boxes, right? And like during that week, Va'a and my mom, they like they spread out flyers um, on the south side. And that was just within the week. Um, granted, we for sure got to do like a better job doing flyers every week, different spots. But he just went to all the laundromats, all the all the mercados. You feel me? Um, the funny, funny story, bro, was like, uh, Va doesn't know how to speak Spanish. I don't know how to speak Spanish that well, but like, uh, a lot of people was asking for directions, right? And then like, <laughs> V was like, you know, the Mercado, El Mercado, behind that. <laughs> so like, gotcha, El gotcha. Mercado, El Mercado, behind, behind that. Behind. He's just over here spinning his finger backward <laughs> behind. And then, you know, and then, you know. <laughs> And I was like, they was probably just staring and smiling at you. Huh? It's like, yeah, bro. They was just like, right? Yeah, okay. They giving him the Jackie Chan. You assumed I did not speak English. <laughs> you didn't even yes. ask me, bro. I know, bro. It's like yeah, someone old man when you're and talking like, to someone old people, and they're just e e. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was like, man. Well, yeah, and then like, uh, so. On that day, at least 20, 27 people came to pick up the boxes, nice. having seen the flyers and called in. Um, and then after that, we packed everything in the cars. We just knocked on doors around the neighborhood, bro, walked around, um, and then handed like food boxes out to anybody who wanted how, it. How did that work? Just going up to random houses and man, bro. So uh, my cousin, my cousin Vio, who I'm like a uh, shout out to Vio, bro. She, her husband um, is El Salvadorian, speaks Spanish. Nice. And like, you know, so she she's uh she's good at speaking Spanish as well. And so I was like, hey, uh, y'all might have to be leading the charge. <laughs> so, so it was those two like just knocking on doors, like, hola, esa para comida, you know what I mean? Like my Spanish is so bad right now. I'm sorry for these Spanish speakers. <laughs> but I know comida means food, but they're saying, So if you guys want food boxes that we're handing out, we're the church down the street. And uh, what's crazy is, but a lot of them knew that the church had been there. They're like, oh, man, we always see that that's a church, but we don't ever see y'all doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. We're I'm working changing that. that. Yeah. yeah you know, we're, we're trying to fix that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, the, the yeah, that's the effort we're trying to be consistent with now. You know what I mean? Like, moving forward. But um, it was cool, brother. The kids took to it well. Like, they knew... The, the youth, the, yeah, they 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 knew the impact is was a uh, was important, right? Because we had some other youth leaders there. Um, I mean, community service people. So there was the Central Valley Pacific Islander Alliance, one of the admin, uh, two of the admin people there, and a lady named Jasmine Delafossi from Stockton. Um, she's big in the civil rights space. Um, no, but like they pulled up. Uh, Jasmine had donated a lot of Gatorade. Um. And yeah, but she, you know, she helped fill a lot of the food boxes and uh, it, it it was cool, bro, because, you know, they got to see, I got to walk them around the church, the land that we had, the, like that the church owns in the back, mm-hmm. you know, that we haven't done nothing with yet because, you know, and because even the land that the church is on, the church doesn't own. The church is um, steady paying that off as well every month. You know, Do they own part. the land in the back? Uh, everything is on loan. Okay. So like we're paying those loans back, right? But we don't own anything yet. You feel me? Like Yeah, until you paid off the loans. Yeah, so they want to sell the land in the back to actually pay for 
the the land that the church is on. That the church is sitting on. Right. And so I was like, oh nah, man. Like but like that was so like that was part of the bigger picture why we want to start this community service stuff. I was like, man, maybe um I could get more connected with people who know how to vie for grants. Uh, mm-hmm. If we start doing more community work as a church in this local community, we get ingratiated with this community because we've been here for 20, 20 plus years and we don't know those people across the street. That's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In yeah. any aspect, not just because we're a Samoan speaking church, but we're a church. We shouldn't just be here to, to save ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just to cater to the people of the congregation. Right. You know, we should I mean? be like, able to help the people around the congregation. Right. And so I was like, man, look, this immediate neighborhood, the South Side, I don't like the only other charitable organization is the the Salvation Army. That's like, say, like a couple miles down the road. But the South Side, bro, the whole of South Side could be its own city, bro. Like, um, it's a big area. You know what I mean? And like, if we. Modesto. Yeah. South Side Modesto, bro. It's, uh, yeah, it's a huge area. Um, we, like we knew it was an underserved community, bro. When we got all those food boxes that we created, <laughs> when we grew up in that area, <laughs> right? Yeah. We we got all those food boxes off, right? And so, like now, uh, um, like now, a lot of like, uh, I guess we got to do a better job of like, not yeah, I guess marketing would be a correct term, but um, just spreading the news. I guess I gotta. I don't know, probably tell the city or tell any other charitable organizations in the area. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you know people in this, you know, this side of town or anybody who can make the trip to here, tell them to come get food boxes because yeah, you know what I mean? We're, we're trying to get as big as the, as the food banks that we collect from, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like, you know, so where, where do those food banks get their food from? Like, where well, would I, you get your food from if you I became think, big like that? A lot of them get it straight from the grocery stores, warehouses, or the brands like uh so like we're big out here with uh dairy and nuts so like walnuts almonds um peanuts uh there's uh, not too much corn but there, and then there's a bunch of dairy farm those are grown I mean, locally or in towards the yeah, area yeah. there of so California. like like there's a what's it called crystal creamery um got a bunch of fosters out here foster farms um when is it? But yeah, it's mostly a lot of warehouses that are getting a lot of getting getting rid of old stuff or, or whatever. Yeah, like stuff that. that's just about to yeah that they can't sell. Yeah, right. they might be getting to their expiration date or maybe oh some things you can still have a few days after. Let's yeah. talk about expiration dates. You know that you know the numbers that you see and it says best buy. That's not right. the that's not when the milk goes bad. No. That's not the day no. the milk goes bad. That's not the day you need to throw out the bread. That is just the best a suggest. Day. Yeah, that's the it yeah. might start losing it might start getting a little stale. Might, you can still eat food that is, you know, a couple of days past its sell by or best yeah. by date. Or you could freeze it and reuse it. I think we have a big problem mm. in the country as far as like wasting food and food for profit and uh yeah while while a large large portions of our country go hungry um yeah, but right. like you can get food straight from the um production warehouses that make them that are trying to get rid of stuff for space or whatever yeah because you like 
uh, a lot of stuff I asked grocery stores or where, like, you know, anywhere that had produce to donate was, uh, hi, do you guys uh, have any, I, I would say, do you, are, are you guys available to do any charitable organizations this holiday? And a lot of them do, a lot of them do their charitable organizations as far as like accounting at the beginning of the year. So like, that's why I'm oh. trying to reach out to a lot of people now, right? Because they want to set up their fiscal year yeah. um, by the end of March, right? And then that's it. As far as like, they're talking about, you're talking about spending um, and then donations, right? That's stuff that they could write right off like immediately. Oh, for those taxes in April? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So they like, because they can put them on for the last, their last fiscal quarter or they want to do it now for the next, like for the next fiscal mm-hmm. year. And like my, <laughs> I was like, man, my mouse Luti had to, he does accounting for CVP, Central Valley Pacific Avenue Alliance. He had to break it down to me, like why they do it that way. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, I don't get it. But uh, I was like, oh, but yes. I was like, oh, I'll, after I'll he explained it to you? Yeah, after he explained it to me, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll still keep reaching out. Like, Thank you. I don't, I don't get it. But <laughs> you're making me think this could work. Nice. Yeah. So, He's like, like no, you have an Excel sheet? And I was like, no, I don't have an Excel sheet. <laughs> what? I mean, you mean I gotta make one? Oh, damn, <laughs> I, it just yeah, really helps to. It helps to keep track. Yeah. So, like now, bro. Like now. It, you know, we've been collecting a lot of donations. We've we've done it for um, five weeks. Um, you know, blessed to be able to do it. We have all the kids come through to the church. Um, it's a dope time, man. You know, like a lot of the um, a lot of my cousins, the adults, everybody brings their kids because uh, they probably you know like a lot of the kids they don't live uh, near each other anymore. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like oh you know, nice, this is one of the times together. they all do nice. get to be around each other. You feel me? Yeah, and uh, like it's a cool, dope time, bro. It's one of those like nostalgic moments where I remember being at church all day for no reason. I don't know why we was there, but like it's one of those core <laughs> childhood memories. But like now we're doing it. Now for you're the kids. putting it together because <laughs> man, that's something I'm always talking about with my brother Va and, and my uncle Pete. Man, is like all them nostalgic memories you talk about growing up, bro. That's what our parents were doing. Like now, that's that's on us to create for for these kids. So you feel me? Like damn, that's the, that's, that's the only reason I would like. That's the only reason I want to get big as a business, as a brand, as a brand owner, like whatever. Like, because, uh, yeah, I, like I think two weeks ago after we was done with the food bank, I had a hella, like, uh, I brought like a little tub of merch. And I was like, hey, <laughs> I'm trying to do a photo shoot. Everybody grab a sweater. Everybody nice. looked, uh, all the kids, all the kids looked at me like, we can keep the sweater. And <laughs> I, just, I was like, yeah, y'all can keep the sweater. <laughs> I was like, like, just, man, just let me take some photos. Oh, God. Like, Damn it. You're looking at the hit on your bottom line. You're like, oh shit, that's 17 sweaters. God, that's $340. I can make it right now. <laughs> nah, but, but it was cool, bro. Bro, the kids, bro, the kids were fucking beautiful, man. This was dope, bro. Like, they, they all, bro, they're all just, they're all photogenic, bro. Like, they was all having fun. It was all around each other. That, it looked like they were having fun, just like putting on a little show, a little photo shoot. And also, yeah, they look super proud to be repping the gear. Yeah, bro. So like that—that that was that was a dope moment, bro. It, it was just cool to see. And like, yeah, I'm glad Pete was there because Pete, you know, like, yeah, the camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, hey, Pete, let's do an impromptu photo shoot. He was like, I'm down, bro. And nice. so like, it was just me and him, bro, shooting photos, uh, shooting some video, bro. It was cool, and it, I don't know, it, it was something that made me want to, yeah, continue doing it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it has to be a consistent effort. Like, yeah, 
Bro, you talk about how the parents, uh, the older generation used to be the one that put that on and do the events and really create those memories for uh, the younger generation. And it made me think of like uh, Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban when he thinks that his, his dad is, when he sees his dad do the Patronus charm to save them. And then he realizes after him and Hermione uh, time travel back that it was him that had to do it. But it was just seeing that example that uh, he thought somebody, you know, older and he knew he could do it because they they showed him that he could do it and he was reliving the moment. But it's really on us now to to have to provide that. I did not think of that. I'm still (laughs) sometimes I'm still like, who's planning uh, the girl's birthday party? (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, that's me. And it's (laughs) in a month. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. One year already. Bro, that's, so, that's so dope, bro. What's up, Nora? Yeah, that's uh, it's dope to see you. And like, even before you started uh, Levasa, you were like, I want to help the community. I want to do, I want to, you know, be involved and really help my neighbors. Um, and then that I feel like is what Levasa was born out of that, you know, wanting to build that brand so you can really be, have that power to reach out and improve lives, bro. And uh, yeah, bro, seeing seeing what you're doing, what you plan to do. I know you don't like plans, but what you set goals up and accomplished sounds like a plan to me. Very well executed. Good job <laughs> in motion. Um, it's inspiring. Your grind motivates mine, motivates ours, motivates a, a whole bunch of people. You know, so keep, all, keep doing what you're doing, even if it's just right for right now, just in your corner of Modesto. I know the more flyers go out, the more people hear about it, the more people are going to want to help, the more people are going to be able to be helped, the, the wider it's going to grow. So, bro, it's just I know it's a, a lot happening now, but I feel like it's it's still just the beginning. <laughs> it's three and a, three and a half years in. It's still just the beginning. It's so much more. Right. So many more people you're going to uh meet influence help so much more you're gonna do it's not just gonna be you know this or clothes it's gonna be an even bigger brand where uh levasa and you and your actions and your your projects are gonna be pretty household names so hey we you're we're big fans we appreciate the example uh that you your family and uh company are putting out into the community for the youth and and our people, bro. And we love you for that. Boy, I'm going to represent your people uh, from the Samoan side and tell you that good job, but you're not doing enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, no, nah, love and appreciate y'all, man. You know what I mean? I, I always got you on my mind, bro, when I, whenever I'm pushing a hard line for it, bro. So uh, you got to remember the people that was always there for me, man. So, like, but yeah, man. Definitely got to gotta get more active with that this year, bro. Because... Uh, you're already doing it, man. What's you're what's doing it. what's uh how can if people want to donate, if people want to help you continue to grow yes. this, this food bank, how do they get in contact with you? Where do they bring donations? How how can that work? Right. Local um, or international, doesn't matter. What's the cash yeah. app? I don't know. Anything. Uh man, shoot. Yeah, definitely if I don't know, if monetary donations are, are more fitting for people, they can just uh they can DM me. I can tell them who to send money to as far as who the president of the Alcalavo is, the president of the youth uh, organization. Um, but if anybody wants to donate goods that are local or 
if anybody has any connections to any goods that I can pick up from somewhere, um, just definitely DM me, man. Like I'm always on social media trying to uh, connect or reach out to people or respond to people. Um, but yeah, also if you have, if you have any game on how to like organize the food bank better, how to like, how to compile the data so you can put it in a packet to apply for a grant, please reach out to me because like, that's something yeah. we're trying to figure out how, how to do as well. Um, you know, we're just running and gunning with the, with the idea, with the spirit of service right now. But if there is a way to be more efficient so we can vie for, um, you know, different grants or different like money from the census or different money from the government, as far as, uh, the because every the reason the census happens is so like a lot of the government the government money from the state can be split up throughout the different demographics right mm-hmm. that need it but you have to apply for those things you have to write a statement of efficacy you have to say that we have been doing this work and has been affecting this populace um this much within this amount of time if we continue to do the work it will affect this populace in an even greater degree uh, so if you are able to give us these funds, we can do this work, right? And like that's in a nutshell. Um, I can do that. Oos, it's called underwriting, grant writing. Uh, you should probably get into that, Oos, because like that is a big skill. People are needing that now more than ever. It is um, yeah. that admin and accounting. You know what I mean? Like because people need people need to figure out how to take everything that we're because right. What we do at, when we get our donations is like we take everything we got, we try to see how many boxes we have. Um, and then we split it up into every box evenly, right? And if not evenly, then we'll wait to see what we have left over or if people want more at the end. Um, but we'll be like, okay, this, this, if we split everything evenly, everything here will make 56 boxes. Okay, we make those 56 boxes. If not enough people are coming during the day, we ask people, hey, y'all want more? Like, you know, thankfully enough, people will come by, oh, can we get stuff for our neighbors? And granted, we oh, don't nice. really giving it to their neighbors, but yeah. we're oh. hoping that they're giving it to the neighbors, you know? I mean, but if they need two boxes. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like, uh, so, you know, if they do ask for, you know, oh, man, we, uh, some people come, oh, we have like two, like two families in our house. Bet, take two. Take nice. two, you know, take another one for your neighbor. You know what I mean? Or something like that. We, we give more than one, but like, we're not tracking how many boxes we're giving away, mm-hmm. how much stuff of what we got from other organizations that we put in each box. Um, and we're not tracking that consistently. We're not taking people's names up. Uh, taking people's names down, which is what I see when we go collect donations from other food banks. I'm like, man, what are they doing uh, that for? Why are they taking that info? What's it like, you know, why is it worth taking down? Yeah. What is it used for? You know what I mean? It's a... You got to so figure like out the intake yeah. process, like a process. Like yeah. To, you know to check mean? all that, and then, then you take that information, and you give it to somebody, and they put it into the Excel or whatever computer, and it spits out, okay, you took this much food from this place, this much food from this place, XXX. Then you put it this much food into these boxes, da 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 da. And then you gave these boxes to these people, these people from this area. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to start like really tracking stuff down or at least uh, probably start with making some sort of checklist and then having you know everybody on Saturdays try to uh, fill that out or keep track of it so that you can compile those numbers so you have that number those numbers for you know the mm-hmm. what what would you call it the uh efficacy letter letter of efficacy yeah, state, and, state, yeah statement of efficacy because like that's that's what we what, what can get the church any grant money mm-hmm. right so like probably help the church out with uh the expenses for the property 
or it can go towards like the act, the actual youth organization. You know what I mean? Like, um, it can go towards the youth funds. So we can take the the youth on some trips, <clears throat> or you can sponsor any sports that like any of the kids want to get on as far as travel ball, volleyball, basketball. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. that shit costs money, and money is not uh infinite uh or super readily available at all times um so if there was any way that you could help people you know uh take care of certain needs without having to spend their money whether it be i mean food or you know um supplies in in the future housing like there's so much stuff that people pay just to live a lot of people in non-profit space press like they they look they act they speak like hustlers, bro. It's crazy. Like they're like the, they always talk like, "Yo, the money's out there. Go find it." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm like, damn. Like, like, you know, like they like, yo, whether or not it's the fifteen hundred dollar grant that you get from a local municipality, you for me, or it's a twenty thousand dollar thing, you put in the same effort for both of those, right? And you keep that effort consistent. And I was like, damn, bro. Oh, like, nice. They're really out here looking for any sort of thing, you know, like that can help out the organization. You know, so that they can get the the funds from from the government because the money's out there. We just gotta go find it. And I'm like, you damn. Just, bro. So the money is the government is giving a bunch of money to different uh, organizations, and you just have to go and find which of the organizations, uh, like money giving activities you fall under. Does that make sense? Um, so, like, if I know a Pacific Islander yeah. organization is giving out grants for something, then that's something I would fall under. That's something I should go apply for. So if I like like a vet sort of thing, I can go to a veterans thing. Just like finding what you qualify for. Or... Yeah, you can go find what you qualify for. Like, to like just to see what's uh what nonprofits are are active around you. Um, see what money, see what they're gathering money for. Um, but man, so like this is something you would have to ask an admin for, like, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, okay. somebody like uh, probably like Marcel Lutzi, uh, my cousin Yvette that works with uh, Samoan Community Development Center, mm-hmm. um, or even uh, or even Danny Boy. Uh, I don't know if you guys communicated oh, yep. with Danny Boy anytime recently, but yeah, he he's one of those uh. Those, uh, those admin people, he's he's super in depth. The data, everything that they did. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, that's definitely a question for them because, like, they're the people that are always telling me like th- that the money's out there, go find it. And I'm like, but where? Like, <laughs> give me like how? You, bro? What, what give are you me the application about? form. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I was like, you know what? Because I hear all that. I hear everything they be telling me. And I'm like, man, I'm just going to sell enough shirts to probably just do it. You know what I mean? Like, They're like, there's thousands of dollars just sitting behind that door. What door? Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go sell some hoodies, bro. Don't trip, man. Yo, if people want to support and uh, support the uh, Levasa Island apparel, uh, how can they they get shirts, hoodies? What's new? What's going on? What do you got? Oh man, yeah, definitely hit the website, bro. Uh Island Um trying to work on some more, I guess like casual type stuff this year. Uh, I gotta figure out how to get get it all cut and sewn. Uh, but yeah, definitely just hitting it with the colorways, man. Try to pay attention to a lot of the sneaker drops. Oh, okay. You're gonna mirror oh. some of the 
the J drops. Yeah, bro. Yo, I'll be on a stock X and a Ooh. the sneaker app just looking at like shoes that are dropping and what people are buying. I'll be like, man, it's so dope. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> I'll be like, man, I'm so poor. <laughs> hey, but I'm gonna use this. Yeah. I was like, let me let me create a let me create a hoodie in that colorway so I could feel like I could might afford it. <laughs> Dude, what about like uh you know the original Jordans? Jordan, what I mean uh Forrest, what color were Michael Jordan's originals? Were they mostly red or mostly black? The like ones he the got mo- banned for. Uh the mostly red. So they can white, red, and black. But I feel like you could do a shirt with those colors and people would like still feel the like Jordan retro one OG kind of feel off of them. Yeah. I mean, what you really want to look at is all the dunks that are coming up because people are really trying to match all Forrest the stuff that had, they're wearing in dunks. Forrest had some shoes on last time we went out. Let me tell Ooh. you. What were those? Fruity Pebbles? LeBron James, Nike Dunk, Fruity Pebbles. I've been wearing the same Air Force all white ones. And I've been wearing the same. I've been wearing the same uh, Lightning Retro Force. I got to get a new pair of J's. <laughs> We've been going back into the office the last couple of weeks after like a year remote, fully remote. And I don't know what the dress code is. And I'm not asking what the dress code is, bro. I'm, I'm wearing jeans and these all white J's. These are this is like my, and then I'll switch up the shirt. But like, I heard someone say business casual, and then I wore some hoodies, and no one said anything to me. So I figured that's cool. So that's a lesson on pushing the line <laughs> until someone go, tells bro. you different, bro. Just you are right. Hey. If no one's going to speak up, then I'm going to wear what I want to wear. You feel yeah. me? And if you want to come up to me and say my, like, freaking bluey dad hoodie is not appropriate for work, then uh, I guess I'll go work at home. You want me to work remotely again? That's also fine with me. Uh, Eri Hosea of the Levasa Island Apparel, the brand that continues to grow. Um, bro, thank you for... Uh, uh, breaking down the food drive and, and what you got going on. And now we're going yeah. to uh, talk about Super Bowl 57 this Sunday. Guys, the Chiefs and the Eagles are playing. <laughs> and no one, I don't know any Chiefs fans. I know some Eagles fans yeah, that are hyped. But I don't know if this Super Bowl is going to hit. <laughs> like... Like all other Super Bowls, I don't know if as many people are, are going to be excited. I know that I watched a Pro Bowl last week that I was very questionable about because it was flag football. Um, but by the time touchdowns started getting thrown, and you know, by the time Geno Smith ended with like five touchdown passes at the end of his game, I was I was in a little bit. Um, but I'm really hoping for a lot bigger. Um, fireworks on the field and uh, throughout the whole game for Super Bowl 57, Kansas City Chiefs uh, versus the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday in Phoenix, Arizona. What is, Forrest, what would you say the most uh, important part or the most interesting part of this this Sunday's game is going to be for you? Uh, I want to say Jalen Hurts just because 
people were so adamant about the Eagles not doing anything without or without Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Uh, there was a lot of talk about him not being that important to the team. Like there was a lot of people that said that without him at the helm, the Eagles were okay. They were gonna make the playoffs. They were gonna make the Super Bowl. And lo and behold, when he went down, they started losing. You know, they lost their games. They were struggling. And now that he's in, they had a reporter actually go during um, a couple of days ago during media day, sit down and tell him that he was one of those people that doubted his, the Eagles, you know, about him playing like they didn't need it. And he said, sorry. And Jalen Hurts was just like, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so I just want to say man to man. I'm man sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, stood out, he stared at him for like five seconds. Like, cool. So it's, it's cool. It's like, so, and I mean, if you watch the kids' story, and I'm, I know a lot of people have stories like that that are not told in the NFL or professional sports, but he's humble beginnings. I mean, he was at Alabama. He was a highly recruited quarterback going into Alabama, was the starter. Tua came in. He went down. Tua took his opportunity. They took the the starting position away from Jalen Hurts, and he just waited in the wing, was a good friend to, to Tua, you know, and then got his opportunity again. One of the really important games, and then still wasn't the starter. Decided to go to Oklahoma, tore it up there, and now he's in the league, you know. And being the quarterback that he is, the type of quarterback he is, the stigmatism around him is that he's not a throwing quarterback. Like, he's always just going to run, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's more like black quarterbacks yeah. are more like the runners, the athletic they're not like the pocket processors, quote unquote. They're more the physical freaks that can are lightning fast and can escape the pocket and can run you over, could run by you, stuff like that. But <clears throat> thankfully, um, that kind of what do you call that uh, stereotype of the old black quarterback is kind of fading, and we're seeing um, teams and coaches and organizations willing to have black quarterbacks that are also really good uh, at reading progressions at manipulating the pocket at seeing defenses pre-snap and post-snap um that's just a, like a little bit of racism the like one of the bits of racism that was in the nfl is that they <laughs> didn't think black people were smart so they you should play running back you should play db but as far as the signal caller that makes the money that should be a tall white man uh, so luckily <laughs> it's moved past that. We're in 2023 now. Uh, this is actually the first Super Bowl where both starting quarterbacks are uh black. Does that uh does that mean anything to y'all? Does that hit home? I mean, I I think about that. for real, yeah. it is. It is. I mean, yeah. it's there's an importance to it, but I don't like how they're putting it out there. Like, you know, what I mean, to make it part of the game, it's. Mm -hmm. It's good enough that there are two – Patrick Mahomes has been in the Super Bowl before, so to be playing across from another black quarterback, it's like, okay, but we've had black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl before just because there's two now playing against each other. I mean, there should be some kind of significance to it, but I feel like it. they shouldn't make that part of what the game is right now. I – yeah, I don't – I don't personally don't feel like that's for me. Um, that you know that fact or that <laughs> so, that sounds oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well. that fact's not for me. Uh, no, I'm sure it's a lot more significant um, to to other people that 
see both Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts as a representation of what they can be. Um, I don't share that. I'm, you know, I'm happy for the game. I'm excited to see both of these really good quarterbacks go at it. But that part specifically for me is not um, part of it. Although I can understand how that would be very important to like black people. So, um, Eri, what's the most important part of this Sunday, the Sunday's big game for you? Oh man. Besides the halftime show. Yeah. After the halftime show, we're going to get to the halftime show very soon. Uh, bro, I, I, I just, <laughs> just want to see how the linemen get down, bro. Mm-hmm. I know Sweat the technique. Yeah. I want to see like the Kansas city D tackles, uh, do with the Philly online. The did you said the Philly O line? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you got uh Kansas City's defensive line, Chris Jones. They still have Frank Clark. They oh, do. where? Um versus um okay. the Philly offense. Yeah. The Philly offense that has uh Isaac Selmalo, uh Jordan Mailata, um the Kelsey brother, which one is that? There's Travis, Jason Kelsey, all pro. Um, yeah, that's going to be real big. How does offensive versus defensive line kind of affect the game? You think like at, like you've been in the trenches, right on the field when you're when the were you were you O line mostly D line? What was you? Uh, D line mostly. I look like an O lineman now. Damn it. <laughs> if the D line was having a good game, how does that affect like the whole thing? Man, like it's funny when the when the D line can fuck up the game or with the people who actually know the count, it's bad. You know what I mean? You know, right. Like, like you're talking about rhythm, you're talking about the play can't develop, the and the quarterback gets shook, bruh. Like there's no there's no foundation of safety with the quarterback to feel comfortable to make a decision, bruh. The quarterback's just gonna try to survive. So like Rush. Yeah, but like I don't know, the feeling online seems solid as fuck, bruh. Like them niggas got running lanes for days. <laughs> Granted, the quarterback can run, so it's like, bro, everything's open. You know what I mean? So I wonder how they're gonna try to lock them down. But and Philly's weapons arguably are are better than Kansas City's, especially mm-hmm. a wide receiver, um, and maybe even at running back. Uh, Do you think it's gonna be a a more run or more pass game? I I think it's going to be more pass game. It's going to be like the quarterbacks and the wide receivers definitely headline both of these teams ahead of their running backs. You think okay. Philly offense, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, who they traded for, Devontae Smith, who's, you know, Alabama uh, champion, uh, who they drafted. Um, and then you think of Patrick Mahomes. You think of, I mean, Juju, Travis Kelsey, uh, before you think of guys like uh, Miles Sanders or – Chris, Clyde Ed, Christian Edwards, Clyde Edwards, Elaire. Sorry for messing up your name. You lost your job. <laughs> um, I, Isaiah Pacheco, like you, you think of, I, but then again, it might be some like George Costanza shit where it's like you think you know everything's going to go this way, so it's going to go the other way. I think the actual line for Costanza is if your every instinct is wrong, then do the opposite. So, I don't know. I've been wrong a lot, and hey. it looks like the passing is going to be here. So maybe it'll be a super big running game. Ooh, I think hey, in order for yeah, Philly, 
Philly's got to pass in order to win. Because mm-hmm. we are, I mean, it's still going to be hard to contain Jalen Hurts, but they are going to have to push the ball downfield um, more than running it, even though they have a good running game. They're going to have to, they're going to have to match Patrick Mahomes out there because Patrick Mahomes definitely going to be wheeling and dealing. Again, yeah, bro. I want to see how the that old Philly O line holds up. The the Islanders. <laughs> Just, I'm looking at the left tackle and the right tackle. Is it the right tackle? Or right, oh. right guard. Yeah, ice is about to ice is about to be smacking people. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna be fucking on. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if Juju goes off. I think I think Juju Smith Schuster could be like a very big factor in Super Bowl fifty seven. You think about the Philly defense and how they're going to be rushing the line, you know, they're going to be all up in uh, Mahomes face and getting into the backfield quickly. They're also, they also know that the chief's best weapon is all pro tight end Travis Kelsey. So I expect him to get a lot of looks and him and Juju kind of share that middle of the field, kind of that area that's that's kind of where they work as far as the field is concerned you got the guys that run the streaks up the Mm -hmm. sideline and downfield but as far as crossing under crossing over you know hooks in the middle uh kelsey and and juju do a lot so i think that if the the philly defense is you know crashing the line and doubling kelsey that's going to leave juju just enough space also in the middle um to be wide open. And if Mahomes wants to take that, you know, middle of the field check down uh, that isn't Kelsey, then I, I think Juju, but Juju's also got the speed though. So he could turn one of those little button hooks into like a 50 yard touchdown. Well, that's I, what makes him so different from other people who play inside of the field. You know, if he catches he, one, especially, yeah. So yeah. I think Juju talks a lot, right? Juju talks a lot of shit, but I do. think, this he could really like do some work. We saw him in Pittsburgh across from Antonio Brown when people were like slanting a little bit more towards Antonio Brown at the start of Juju's career, and he was going off like almost a hundred catches, like thousand yards, fast, big touchdowns, long touchdowns. I, I I think it could definitely happen with the potential of that defense looking more towards Travis Kelsey that uh, any of the other um, Chiefs skill players are going to need to be the one that comes through. And, man, Juju's primed for a big opportunity this Sunday. And I'm hoping it comes through because I'm tired of him talking shit and it not working for him. And it's like, bro, come on. Come through. Yeah. He just needs to find the balance. Because, I mean, you see this season, he hasn't been as vocal as other seasons, and now he's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, Man, I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. right. I mean, he went he went from tail end career Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes. Like, I mean, who they who the Steelers have last year? Mason Rudolph was that the high last year? Uh, Najee Harris. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> now going to a system where. Instead of Matt Canada's, you know, really boring, stale, not moving around offense, you got the Chiefs, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy drawing up crazy shit. They're using inspiration from basketball plays, from freaking soccer, from all sorts of shit, sending people wild directions pre-snap, and it's it's yeah, the level of activity. They, they, they watched the Water Boy. 
bro. There are yeah. Hey, they're yeah. They're play they calling and the shit that that they're drawing up, and it seems like now their their imagination as far as play calling and play design is really unlimited because you've got a guy that can throw it seventy five yards. You know, you've got a guy that can throw it accurately seventy yards. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes who can run out a certain way and throw it off platform, throw it, you know, going the opt running left when he's right-handed. So all sorts of shit that uh, I'm sure Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are, are loving right now. And I hope that Juju. Bro, I'll be wondering if like, that's how they actually draw the play out. They're like, hey, or, oh, or if it's just act like you're running thing. routes, but the real route is the no route route that you, that you run <laughs> at the end of your route. And what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Like, bro, just be chilling, but like that backyard football, bro. That's what Mahomes be looking exactly. like doing, and it should be working. Like, that wasn't the route. You'd be telling the receivers, like, "Hey, bro, wait till your DB gets tired and just keep." <laughs> Look, that's hey. what I say. Don't make me offensive corner play. Go out there, and get open. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, look, I'm throwing this ball at nine seconds. Okay, so you run about seven seconds and then start running vertically <laughs> wherever you are just start running upfield right at seven seconds and then the ball will meet you a couple yeah. yards downfield that is that's a whole different type of play that defenders are not ready for yeah, the run yeah. until i'm tired and then keep running fuck that right so you know those uh you be seeing online a lot of the times but those one-on-ones that we haven't do like where people be at like seven on sevens and it's a lot of wide yeah. receivers are like cooking the the defender because the wide receiver can do whatever route to get whatever over he wants Right, yeah. for that one exercise, right? Because there's time. And then, right. And a lot of the time, like, they get open, they get past the defender, right? Because, like, they're not running a a, a traditional route, you know what I mean? So, like, they're just doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And the defender, like, you don't train your defenders to to to, to defend, uh, do whatever the fuck you want to do. You train them to defend, they do a post route in this formation. Yeah. Train them to defend, we're in a cover two. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. we, or... We're in a cover three, so they won't run the post, but they might run the corner or some shit. You know what I mean? But it's like in those in those moments, bro. Like in those exercises you see on social media, the defense it's easily it's easy for the defender to get cooked. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah you yeah. did whatever the fuck you wanted, and then like um, the even on those videos, a lot of people like they they do the like yeah, what'd you say earlier? Like the button hook routes and they get the ball and they act like they beat the defender. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't beat the, he did his job. You didn't get past him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so weird. You know what I mean? As, a, like, as a defender, you're like, coach, look, I can guard a streak. I can guard a slant. I can guard a hook. I can guard a slant and out. Yeah. I can't guard a slant out hook streak. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, I can't. Eventually oh, like, he's going to win. I think those videos are what the fucking all the wide receivers from Mahomes be watching because they were like, for sure. All right, bet. Okay, we're just gonna run in, run all the way out, run back in again. We're good. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's certain there's certain little jukes I'm sure wide receivers use to like get that little extra separation when running regular routes. Like they'll run a post, but they'll flatten the post a little bit, or they'll like if the defender's on their hip a little bit, maybe they run upfield to like get that angle before they turn back in. And now they got a defender behind them all the way. They got, you know, open in front of them. I'm sure there's little things like that, but you're right. It's not the same as like cooking somebody in a football game when the defense that is called, you know, there's some coverage off the back or there's somebody in there 
and it's not just one guy trying to guard the whole field <laughs> versus a, a receiver that right. knows the play. Because that's nah, when it, that's when it's that's when you're just outrunning the AI in Madden. That's not <laughs> actually cooking somebody a user right in front of you. That's just like, oh, the yeah. defender doesn't guard past thirty yards, so I'll just run <laughs> over here. It's not that's not real football. My played receiver. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's, no, there's no story like that. There's no story like that. No, I'm pretty sure Mahomes goes into the huddle and just looks at his receivers like, "What do you want to run, man? So tell me what you." All want right, to run. listen up, everybody. Yo, but I mean, real, I think I think that's there's certain receivers that they have free range to do that, and I think like guys like Kelsey on his team. I think oh, uh, yeah. Kelsey uh, does it for sure. Right for the Raiders, if I I would give that. Freedom to Renfro. Um, mm-hmm. For the Chargers, you think it's uh, – uh, what's your big receiver's name that was hurt this year? Ouch. Your best receiver? Uh, uh, Keenan <laughs> Allen, Mike Williams? Yeah, I think Keenan Allen has that because he works the inside. You know, he's a big guy. He can go out and get those 50-50 balls, but his best work is always done inside, you know, where he can find the space to be open. Um. And who does does Philly have a guy like that? Oh, they do. They have uh, Dante Smith. So that's his name, right? Yeah. Dante. Devonte. <laughs> yeah, Devonte. I think he should have that type of freedom because he moves. That's how he moves as well, too. So yeah, I think there are certain guys on uh, on the receiving course in each team that has freedom like that to move like that. Yeah, Devon- Devonte Smith and AJ Brown are pretty different in that AJ Brown is the more bigger, physical, faster. A yeah. receiver that you can if he's one-on-one versus somebody on a streak call pass protection like block it up max protect and take your shot because he's if he doesn't outrun the defender he's probably gonna you know high point the ball and and make the catch over him definitely send some help towards towards aj brown's side of the field if you're the chief's defense but then that like you're saying that's gonna leave um uh, Devontae Smith open, Dallas Goddard open in the middle. Like I this is the the Chiefs definitely have the better quarterback. Um, more experienced, has won a Super Bowl. His physical abilities are, you know, off the charts. Um, his his mental ability, he's he's he can read like no other um that we've seen in a long time. Um and then you have Jalen Hurts in his third year making the taking the the Eagles to the Super Bowl when the you know before this year people were saying you know who should the Eagles take as quarterback should they really uh, stick with this Jalen Hurts guy who hasn't proven himself uh, is he the guy to lead them should they draft Bryce Young and and trade him away midseason or something but you know like that that Philly reporter that apologized to him uh, a lot of people were wrong. And he's there now. But the thing about Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts seems like stand-up dude, like a, like a good leader. Um, yeah. Like a leader that you would want as a coach. Like the, the he's basically another coach. He's like motivating guys to to practice more and and to do their jobs and and holding himself and them accountable. So I definitely would want someone like Jalen Hurts on my team. But I feel like Patrick Mahomes, as far as the uh, the court, the better quarterback on Sunday, uh, it's going to be him. Uh, which one of these guys would you guys want as a quarterback on your team? 
Mahomes. If Eddie, and, yeah, if Eddie and Noah are listening, sorry, Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's just where they're at in their career and and how they're built. Yeah, like uh, if I'm gonna, if I'm at a, if I'm just starting out as a GM or, um, or a coach, yeah, I think I'd consider uh, Hurts to build around because he's early, he's sure. a little, he's just starting out in his career, but. Definitely anybody, you put those two on paper and you, you ask somebody, who, who would you rather have? What's going to be Mahomes right now? Wait, how old is Mahomes? Uh, like 27, enough, 28 maybe? He's old enough to have a new haircut. It's like I tell you that. Old enough to need a new haircut? <laughs> yeah. I'm about to look right now. Patrick Mahomes, age. Is it 29? What do you think it is, uh, Eri? I'll just say right now. Okay, well, 20, yeah. 27 years old. Oh, Damn. he's young. I thought he was almost 30. In, in NFL years, though, that's still – he's got a lot of tread on his tire, so. Yeah, how old was Tom Brady before he retired? 44, almost 45. Uh, Yeah, you talk about the 40-year-old quarterbacks that stayed around. Brady, uh, was it Manning? Testaverde. Oh. How old was Favre? Yeah. Testaverde. Favre, yeah. Um, that boy Favre, yeah, Favre was old. Uh, yeah. Do you think he's gonna make it that that old? I think so too. I think his he doesn't run as much as people make it seem. So I oh, think okay. he's in prime position to. Uh, he's smarter with the way he runs now. You know what I mean? To get his first out, he bought bounds. I've seen him make some magical touchdown yeah. runs, though. Yeah. So I've seen him For sure. move. For sure. I think his game is going to transition into where he's going to, like, Aaron Rodgers used to be making those runs too, but now he's just, like, slipping, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. using the uh, the protection to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they call it? He's very elusive. <laughs> ah. Yeah. When, you, when you say elusive, I think, like, salsa. I think hips. Right, I think, right. Can, like, I think Joe Burrow, the way Joe Burrow kind of, like, get sacked a lot is because he's trying to move. Well, I guess this is a bad example then, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Joe, Joe Burrow just does like a little move, right? A little move to the right step right. of throw. He's like, it's not like a full on arm swinging run no. when he's trying to move. It's just like a little, it's like a little dance, you know, just like and dancing around in the uh, pocket. Yeah. That's how Tom Brady, yeah, Tom Brady, if there's anything I would tell high school kids today to watch if they watch Tom Brady, was be the way he has a feel for everybody mm-hmm. around him. Yeah, yep. just like you said, he take a step left and it would change the whole play. Like guys about to sack him, he moves left, gives him like an extra five seconds. He steps up in the pocket, yep. you know what I mean? Makes a throw that wasn't there before. So, you gotta have and, a feel for the game. And it's it's not just like reading the the defense pre snap, but it's feeling the pressure. I don't know right. if it's like also knowing if your O line's about to get bull rushed. But it's like he could see things happening before they started happening. And then he right. was able to decide what he was going to do. It might not have been like a super fast processing post-snap, but pre-snap, it was like, I know what's going to happen. I also know that this guy is freaking tired. So I'm going to go ahead and audible this out to the right and like pitch it right. out or, or throw it out a certain way. Right. I wonder how – hella random, but like, I wonder how people like quarterbacks – a game plan for like uh, because Lance, you showed me this video of the kicker that saw Polo Malu in the C gap. 
Yeah. I wonder how quarterbacks were thinking whenever Polamalu came up closer. Like, you know what I mean? He's not about <laughs> to jump over the line right no, now. No yeah. way. Whap. <laughs> I know I know after the second time, people were like, all right, we're about to change. Okay, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. After Troy started literally hurtling over both sets of lines uh, right. to sack the quarterback as they snapped the ball, yeah, people started learning uh, to eyeball where 43 was at all times because, yeah, that, uh, what was it, Pat McAfee, uh, when he first started his uh, podcast, that's where that video is from, when he <laughs> yeah. was talking about, uh, they're talking about the Steelers, and he's like, oh, you want to talk about the Steelers? Let me tell you, I'm from Pittsburgh. And McAfee's like, my first game in Pittsburgh, all my family's there, a lot of McAfee's, a lot of McAfee's in the crowd that day. And and then there was a situation where he was the holder. And if there was ever this certain look that the defense gave him when they were inside the seven yard line on the left hash, he would fake the kick and run to the left and there would be a wide open, like it would be a, a just an easy walk-in touchdown. If they were ever close on the left hash and it happened in his homecoming game <laughs> and and he was going to run through the C gap, but for whatever reason, Troy Polamalu bounced down to the line of scrimmage right as he was calling his cadence and then went over to the left side and stood right in front of that C gap. And Pat McAfee was like, fuck that. <laughs> we are kicking it. We are kicking. We are kicking it. We have to kick. <laughs> Bro, that shit was so funny. And then he came, he went off the field, and the coach was like, "What'd you see?" He's like, "What I see? I saw the angel of death waiting for me in the sea gap, Palamalu, man." <laughs> Bro, that was some of the funniest shit. And now yeah. Pat McAfee has erupted. I don't know if you watched the Royal Rumble. He was a host. I saw that, and I was hoping he was a participant. I yo, I was like number twenty eight. <laughs> Number 29? Come on, what's happening? Yeah, Pat, shout out Pat McAfee and punt, pass, kick champion. Uh, and he's got his own, like, media empire super growing right now. Uh, yeah, that was – sorry, what was your question about that? Like, audibling over <laughs> full of Molly? No, no, yeah, so, like, the uh... – like when just the idea a quarterback has, yeah, like you know, how we see, like how quarterbacks, everything that they're taking in pre-snap, right? Oh, yep. That like, Where's yo, I hair? can't imagine what what was like what that was like, but like, um, who's I don't know, I guess who's that kind of it factor for both defenses? You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. who do you think each quarterback is oh, going to watch out for? For sure, for Philly is Hassan Reddick. What does he have? Nineteen and a half sacks. <laughs> Hassan Reddick playing like he wants to win the Super Bowl and he's going to do yeah. it by his damn self. He's been yeah. That's in exactly the, what he got twenty sacks already. Yeah, yeah. That's what he did against Frisco. He, I mean, he was everywhere. And yeah. you know he's coming. That was tough, man. And you yeah. still can't stop him. That's crazy. Right. That's when you know you're doing it. Is when you're doing it. They're trying to stop you. They know what you're about to do. They still can't stop you. He fucked right. up Brock Purdy's whole shit. Yeah. yeah, what's crazy about Hassan Reddick is when he first started with Arizona, they kind of gave up on him because they misplaced him. They drafted it. They saw what he did in college, drafted him anyways, and tried to make him something he wasn't—a middle linebacker, a coverage linebacker. And then the one year when they were ready to give up, well, when they gave up on him, they decided, you know what, we're gonna play him at a rush edge or rush linebacker. And Put him on the line. Year, 
And then he was like, well, see you guys. He went to Carolina, <laughs> had, another, had another great year. And then, you know, got traded to Philly and had, like, he's now he's having the time of his life. Having 19 sacks and he's about to be in the Super Bowl. So. The, Card- the Cardinals were like, look, this whole dropping back in coverage is not working, bro. Let's right. see if we can, you know, turn you into a pass rusher or something and then see if that helps us. He became a really good pass rusher in a, in a free, in a contract year and said, okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for showing everybody what I, I can do now. Made a bag. That's one hell of an exit interview. Yeah, yeah exactly. Appreciate it. So, so okay. who's the guy that uh, Jalen Hurts has to look out for? Uh, that whole D line. <laughs> I think it's got to be Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones for sure. Uh, and that's like two really different positions that you're going to be watching out for. But Chris Jones as a D tackle is so disruptive. Like, and if he's not going to get you, it's because he took three other people that to guard him. And now two Somebody, people are about yeah, to hit yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he's a game wrecker. But it, yeah. it, not hard to spot, you know, big guy right up in the middle. Right. He's. It's going to be one of those things where you know who I am, you know what I do, you know Try what I want to do, up. and there's nothing you can do, bro. Like, yeah. Chris Jones is definitely going to get a sack um, or at least, you know, be in the backfield and pressuring Jalen Hurts and really making him uncomfortable. Like Eri said, like making the quarterback, you know, rush, not have time, feel hurried. That's definitely yeah. gonna gonna happen. But I'm I'm excited yeah. to see what the offense, what the you know, the answer, the rebuttal uh is gonna be for all that pressure. Is it gonna be rolling out? Is it gonna be quick passes? Is it gonna be outside runs? It might have to be like zone steps, at least for like O linemen, bro, because you're gonna need help from any direction if if Brad's a threat like that, D tackle. Right what's, for us? What's a, what's, a zone, yeah. what's a zone step? Uh, it would be a bucket step, correct? Yeah. Or is it zone step? It's forward. Yeah. Wait, so what is that? Like uh, you you don't have who you're going to block in the beginning or something? or No, it's like, well, any, it's like the zone right or zone left, but you're getting help from whatever direction. From whatever direction. You're not oh, okay. blocking one particular person. You're yeah, so like say, if, if, it's, if it's zone left, your right guard is – like helping out the center with whoever's in front of him because he's stepping yeah. left forward. Everyone's pushing everyone left, no matter where yeah. they're lined up in front of you. Yeah, if no yeah. one's directly in front of you, push the person on your left, left. Yeah, exactly. like that, 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 yeah, because like that, that stops penetration. Like that yeah. stops people who are good at penetration. Right, that forward penetration. You're moving them in a yeah. direction they don't want to go. Yeah, and, and you're like, also getting me. help. Yeah, and then you yeah. have the tight end right there, and you have like whatever, whoever you have in the backfield. To create, and then th- that's when the quarterback does his own reads. Like, was there a was there a D line step being played? What did the linebackers do when the D tackle didn't get that forward? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. So Jalen Jay, Hurts is also that quarterback that if they do get that penetration, he's one of those guys you're like, well, I'm pretty sure he can handle it because he's I'm fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I see him turn like, shit, I'm out. right. I've seen him turn fourth in like. 20s or fourth and 17s into like a first down. So yeah. he's good with his legs. He's good with his legs. Though, yeah, he's not, he doesn't seem fast, but it's like he uses that, uh, that pre snap read to also know where the defenders might be post snap. So, like, if he's reading, you know, cover three or something deep, uh, right. I he mean, knows that he's got a little bit of space. If he's reading, you know, a, a blitz, you know, he knows, uh, where it's going to be empty. So if he's 
if it's like still a four blitz, but it's like a zone blitz and like maybe one of the line peels off, I feel like he still can, when he runs, he runs to open space, which makes sense, but not everyone does it. Like people just run for what they think is going to get the forward, but he, what they think is open space. No, what they think is open space, but it's, you know, there's a bunch of people after, or it's just a hole. And then you've got to shift. Well, when Jalen Hurts runs, it's like he runs to places that are free and clear of any defender. Like there's no defender there because they've moved off of it and gone to a whole different space. So he's when he does run, it's not like Lamar Jackson, uh, super elusive, like juke you. It's just no one's there. But it's because I think it's because he knows where people aren't. And when he takes off, it's, it's been a bunch of those. How the hell did you turn, you know, fourth and 10 into a 30 yard touchdown? Or like, you know, I don't, I'm good. I'm excited to see how he responds to that, that pressure. But it's for sure. It's different. But I mean, four, five, nine speed is that's still fast. Um, and people don't understand the difference between a four, five, nine and like a four, six, two. Everybody's like, well, that's just like, no, that's a lot of time between like, that means you can't right. catch him. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> if that's an arm's length away, that means yeah. I can't fucking grab you. Right, yeah. that means you fucking can't me. grab him. I mean, oh, he was like right there. He was right there, but he exactly. wasn't there, and he's not gonna make it. It's <laughs> not was, that fast. He was damn right it, damn there. it, Coach Forrest. <laughs> he right. was right there, but there was nothing you could do about it. Your arms it's not like, that yeah. It's like I touched his shoe. Well, I mean, that's the difference between you touching his shoe and grabbing his ankle. And now you're in the dirt and looking up and touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna. Oh. I don't even. It's this one is Eagles by one and a half. So if you're betting on the Eagles, they have to win by two or more. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's crazy to me that the Chiefs are underdogs. Like underdogs? I know it's Mahomes though. Like it's huh. true. I think it goes back just to their defense because their defense has been crushing it lately. And uh, I guess you're gonna balance it out between Mahomes and his defense. Mahomes not having a Tyreek Evans type of receiver, having Pacheco in the backfield who's been great lately, but still a rookie running back having to play in a big game. Um, if I was mainly just defense, if I had to, like, if Patrick Mahomes wasn't Patrick Mahomes and I was just, yeah, Philly all the way, I'd, I'd give it to them. But like you said, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's just it's it's weird that, yeah, that, like betting sharps and betting casinos and sportsbooks are – uh, is that just because too much money is already going to the, maybe it's because too much, maybe it's because too much money is already going to the chiefs because everyone's like, Oh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reed, you know, they've done it before. They're probably doing it, probably do it again. Um, that casino, course, that casinos are trying to balance that out by, I don't you know, know making trying the, to balance it out. Making the they're Eagles just trying to make it. their own. I think they're out there trying to make their own numbers and, they're trying to have, you know, what I mean, like, uh, like betters, casinos are also trying to win. So, you know, you want to throw some, throw some information out there like that, and have people think, oh, well, maybe we can go to Philly or. I, well, yeah, but I'm saying so. I think the most profitable way for a sports book or a casino is for even money to be bet on both sides. So, like a a hundred dollars on the Chiefs and a hundred dollars on the Eagles, because you're gonna take. Uh, you're gonna take money from the the vig, like the percentage of whoever loses, and you're gonna use right. that money 
to pay off the rest of it. It's when the, you get these crazy swings where it's super uneven and, you know, everybody that bet on the underdog wins. That's when it really messes you up as like a, the finances of a sports book, I think. So when a bunch of people are betting on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, I think the casinos have to start offering something to make the other side look more appeasing so they, they can kind of even yeah. those out. So I think right. they can throw in their bets. Yeah, so I think that's why the but Eagles, they're creating drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're getting paid off of the middle part of it. Mm-hmm. So like it doesn't matter if well, I mean, the more money I guess, the more bigger that middle part is that they can take. But uh yeah, it, it's it's only when a big underdog wins when a when a um a casino starts losing money or a sports book. Because if yeah. the, the people that win are supposed to win you're not paying out like a double, you know, you're paying out like 1.7. You're not paying out a full uh, matching somebody's stakes. Right, bro. Who, is, is Mattress Man going to put money down again or something? I don't know. I think he just lost <laughs> a lot of money on that last game. What do you bet, the National? Or? No, he, it was the. Uh... Cincinnati or the Niners or something? It was the Dallas game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dallas, who'd they lose to? The Eagles? Every Everybody. No, no. Oh, the Niners. Niners, okay. The Niners. He put money down on that because right after the game, he had some a little slight comment about pertaining to Dak Prescott. So, yeah. Wait, who? oh, he bet on the Cowboys and the Niners beat the Cowboys, but then the Niners got injured versus the Eagles. Okay. See, I'm messing it all up. Right. Niners got hurt twice. <laughs> With both of their quarterbacks? Oh, man, bro. Man, I hope that doesn't happen this Super Bowl, bro. Like, oh yeah, something that just throws the game off and it's a fucking blowout. Like, bro, yeah. like yeah. we're over Super- here talking hella hype. Like, oh hell no, nah, bro. Super Bowl blowouts are whack, and yeah, they usually happen because one of the stars gets injured, and that kind of totally um, changes the game plan and the abilities of what teams can do. If your quarterback goes out, if you're playing your backup quarterback. And you didn't like you didn't know that before the Super Bowl. Like if you had time to train him, cool. But if like freaking who's the backup? Chad Henney has to go in and lead the Chiefs, or Gardner Minshew, bro. I'm turning that shit off. Like it's good. I love football, professional football, the National Football League. There's an issue, you know, concussions and hurting players. But as a sport, it's entertaining. I like it. Um, I just would not watch it. Chad Henney <laughs> versus Gardner Minshew. You know, who they I mean, I, I might watch it if it was both of them versus each other. But if it's one of them versus a starter, it should be a blowout. Yeah. You know, who the Eagles should have got man for the backup. Blake Bortles. I don't even think he's in the league anymore. Bortles. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's just, uh, I just had him on my fantasy a couple years ago. <laughs> and, that was the year. Money, bro. and that was the year, bro, was going off for no reason. I was like, what the fuck? Who, what the Blake Bortles doing right now? Yeah, draft quarterback late. Draft running nah, back if late. Philly, if Philly was to pick anybody up, it would have been Nick Foles because he got them there once. <laughs> Man, what is Nick Foles up to? Doesn't he have, like, any takeover for the, the Colts or something? He, yeah, he's, he's with the Colts. Still making money. <laughs> uh, all right, halftime show. Do you guys know who's performing at the Super Bowl halftime show this year? Some woman from Barbados. Yes. <laughs> the bad gal. Rihanna. You're right. Did you know that? Rihanna's performing the halftime show? You mean Robin? 
Oh, Robin, my bad. Miss, <laughs> Miss Fenty. Hey, right. How, how did Miss ASAP? Oh, Miss ASAP Rocky. Bro, who is who is coming out? There's got to be a guest, right? There's always a special guest. Who is it going to sure. be gonna, in the Super it's Bowl? Gonna it's going to be ASAP. It's got to be ASAP, right? Yeah. yeah. Even if he's just standing there next to her. Who do you think is who do you think Rihanna's going to bring out as a guest during the show? I also yeah. think ASAP. It's it too gotta, easy. It got to be yeah. Beyonce, bro. Do it for the rock. No. Oh, man, I don't even like Beyonce. <laughs> Shout out to Oh, no, uh, Forrest. What did you say? Shout- <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Whoa. <laughs> uh, the most Come Grammys from- ever. That's a popularity contest, not a talent contest. Oh, wait. <laughs> no. Back up. No. All right. Don't put your hands up. Hey. <laughs> Kelly was the more talented uh, Destiny's Child. No, <laughs> Singing wise, yes. That's his eye. Singing wise, I don't think Kelly can sing like Beyonce. Beyonce's got like bigger pipes. No, she's got better producers. <laughs> Have you seen Faith Sosena's uh, Beyonce challenge? It's not called the Kelly Rowland challenge, by the way. It's called the Beyonce Challenge. It's because Beyonce married Jay Z. Hey, smart. <laughs> like, got a whole title uh, thing. Yeah, but uh, that might be. One hey, of yeah, those that Bonnie Tom and Clyde Brady, track. Brady, Tom Brady. Uh, that Bonnie and Clyde track made me a uh, made me a fan of Beyonce. I was like, oh, see, okay. see. All I need in this life is sin. That one. Yeah. Yeah. The old hey, three, signed, Bonnie and Clyde, Hove and B. Signed the, she signed the same contract Tom Brady did. I'm not going to mention it, but she signed the same contract Tom Brady did. What's that? If you listen, listen to me on this podcast before, you already know what I'm talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Yo, if, you, if you've heard the Beyonce challenge uh, and you want to hear the best version of the Beyonce challenge, wait to the end of this episode, and I'm going to put those... Uh, vocals on uh, and then go to Faith Sosena's Instagram page make sure you follow her and whatever else she's putting out um, Rihanna is the halftime show Robin Fenty she, right what do we uh, she comes out in some fancy <laughs> in some fancy yes some fancy some fancy Fenty wait did you say who she's gonna bring out ASAP ASAP I also think ASAP who'd you say you right uh, Beyonce I don't know. I don't think I don't think Beyonce is gonna show up for a. Um, They're gonna do it for the Rock, bro. As a guest, no, no. For the Rock, for Dwayne Johnson. Oh man, hey! If only they're gonna do it for the Rock Nation, though. Sammy thinks it might be Drake. I I don't think. Hmm. I think I think I mean, Rihanna the connections there. I mean the past. The past music is there, but I feel like uh, didn't Drake say some shit? About her, and she doesn't fuck with Drake anymore. You know, really be mind bottling. It's Chris Brown. <laughs> Whoa! And the restraining yeah. order. <laughs> it's just Chris Brown and her, two hundred feet away from each other the whole time. Right. You on the other side. It's just on opposite side of the stages. Oh, yeah, man. I think I feel like it's got to be like I know, I don't know anybody else that it could be besides. I mean- she could do like uh someone coming up, like you could bring up like Thames or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's gonna oh, be. Oh, yo, be fucking crazy, bro. If it was that, uh, what's bro's name? Burner Boy. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Well, if we're gonna go that route, yeah, I mean, yeah, might as well yeah. bring out Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, for real. Yeah. Whole yeah. international scene, bro. Bro, nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it could be like, remember how uh, Death Row? Oh, I can't really say Death Row. But like Aftermath did the other Super Bowl. Yeah, you know. Oh, yep, yep, uh, yep. So she Trey, could probably bring out people. Yeah, Snoop. She could do the whole island thing and bring out everybody like Bad Bunny. Again, like you said, Bruno Boys, people like that. They could do a whole set. That'd be dope. Jay-Z signed Dr. Dre to play last year's Super Bowl. Dr. Dre brought Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, right. and Eminem. Which is... To me, the second best uh, Super Bowl halftime next to Bruno. Bruno Mars still takes the the, the trophy, I think. But not that, Michael that, Jackson. I, that's what I was gonna ask. Your guys's favorite or most memorable halftime shows? You say Bruno Mars? I think Bruno. Twenty four karat magic in the air. That one was yeah. it. That yeah. It seems like it'd be about that time. When do who do they choose he, he, he for chill. these? When they have new albums coming out or something? I have no I idea. Think, I, maybe maybe like. Again, I think it's like the popularity during that, that time, like who's trending, maybe. I don't know, but I mean, Rihanna doesn't have any new music. She she doesn't do music anymore. Right. So she that's the thing. Like, People are saying yeah. new music on the way. Oh, hmm. maybe this is something. Oh, maybe hey, she bro. paid her way into the. Hey, bro. What was the what was <laughs> the first that contract too? <laughs> what was the first Rihanna song? Y'all was like, okay. Oh, it's she hard. did it's a co- she, she did want. a collab with. Oh uh, no, she did a collab with. Uh, with the, uh, well, I can't remember his name now. Yeah, with someone from the Rock, but that was like her coming out party. Um, was somebody on Rock Nation? Yeah, because when she came, that's who founded her. Uh, well, oh, founded the her, Rock. Oh, got it. Duh. Sorry. Uh, you, oh, you, you thought I was talking about our Rock? <laughs> Trying to understand. You thought we were talking about Uncle Dwayne? Uncle Dwayne. <laughs> Not Uncle, Uncle Dwayne. Dwayne. <laughs> Rock Nation, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try to find. I can't remember the artist right now. Um, the first uh, Rihanna song. I think it was the first song that came out. It was like an island summer bop. Uh, if it's loving that you want, you should make me your girl, your girl. Yeah, yeah, that one was slapping. I th- I can't remember anything before that. I think that was the first one. She had a big ass forehead. No, she yeah, she couldn't afford all the. Uh, <laughs> she was still on the first contract. <laughs> hey, shout out Robin. No, uh, Memphis Bleak, featuring Rihanna, the one that was the first time I heard uh, Rihanna. Nice. What about you, Iran? No, it was that the that same song. But uh, yeah, like I think the the first time. I, I guess I started actually fucking with her music was when uh, was that that love on the brain song? Oh yeah, oh that's a, a lot later in Tukuru when she yeah. was actually standing. Like, How's it go? The bro, I can't even sing it, bro. You got to be an actual singer. It's, 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 song, it's, it's, I'm not uh, a singer. It's a, <laughs> it's a <laughs> the song, the the one that's. Uh, it's a strong battle. Oh, hey, man, insane. I don't even see you anymore. I see Rihanna right now. My screen <laughs> Are you feel me? E Rihanna right now, bro. Rihanna, man. Hey, see, 
that's that's either going to be the next name of your next puppy or the, your daughter, one or the other, man. You know what I mean? Hey, man. Someday. Yeah, hey, bro. But that song, that's when I was like, oh, bro, she can actually sing with soul, bro. Like, granted, I should have assumed, but I was just used to Rihanna pop records. You feel me? Mm, okay. No, like, I didn't know, like, when like that album, I looked at, like into uh, all her music sounded different. I was like, oh shit, because like it was that song, and then yeah, all songs on an album just slap, bro. Because she had like. Hey. Dope ass instrumentation. If she can bring Jay Z out onto the stage, that'd be dope. Oh, you think Jay Z's gonna come out? What is that? Run run this town? Umbrella. A. A. (laughs) Hey, but if they do run this town, they gotta bring Kanye. (laughs) No. No, we're gonna edit him out. We edit him out. You gotta edit him out right now. Next time I'm in the Super Bowl, no photos. Have you guys seen the picture of uh, Shannon Sharp and Jay Z standing next to each other at the game last night? No, at the Laker game last night. Yeah, please Google it because I wanted to say something so bad on Twitter, but the Laker game where LeBron James broke the record for career points in the NBA. Hey, if who who am I looking at right now? Jay Z uh, and Shannon, Shannon Sharp. What happened? I was when we were like I was also very high. I was like, "Wow, that would be a really odd couple," but they look like a couple right now. Jay Z need to cut his hair, dog. You don't like Jay Z's long uh, no dreads? No, no. You want you want Sean? Yeah, Sean. Is it this Sean Carter? Is there yeah, a different so, picture, or is this the one you're talking no. about? I was, I was like, I was like, hey, look, it's Whoopi Goldberg and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Shannon Sharp is really close to Jay Z's face in this picture. <laughs> hey, it'd be louder than Marinos, bro. You know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, as bouncers, we have no right to talk. We be up in people's <laughs> ears all the time. Hey, hey, you gotta leave right now. <laughs> you gotta get no, real hey, up close it, to people, bro. You know what? Hey, Lance, I think you talked about it one of these episodes, bro. She had me dying. <laughs> Was like when you're communicating in the club, bro, and like, bro, what I love about it, well, like, what made some like, is that like, so we all know, bro, when you're talking to somebody in the club, you're telling them all the information they need to listen to, but you're in their ear, right? But then when you want to say, "Do you understand me? Do you get me?" You back up, and you look at them in the eye, and you be like, and then you want because you want to make that known with the body language, but you got me, bro. <laughs> It's like, look, man. Uh, like your behavior's been uh, been really questionable the last couple of minutes, man. You've been approaching too many women. Uh, you know what I mean in a little manner. You feel me? Yeah. It's like, and then you back and, up. And you're like, been... do you get it? <laughs> I don't even do that anymore, man. I just tap on someone's shoulder, the door. <laughs> Bro, what is the uh, before we get back to the uh, and close out the Super Bowl? What is the what is like some creepy things? habits you've seen men do in the club that they should not if you could write a book or rules of what not to do in the club but especially for for men like can can you not approach them from the back like and put your chin like right next to their shoulder when you're trying to ask you you don't even know that girl what are you doing i mean just go, go to the front of her so she can see you coming. This fool over here. Oh, bro, that's a good that's a good first one. 
yo, approach within like eyesight. Right. Like, don't be coming from behind trying to like get exactly. real up. Don't let your first word be right here. What's up? How you doing? Right in her ear, like from the back, like bro. This is not. Can I whiskey. buy you a drink? Bro, get you, are not the yin- yeah. <laughs> you are not the yin yang twins. Yeah. <laughs> he said not from. He said not from the rear of the eardrum. Oh, he said I'm. I'm part of the yin yang twins. I can't whisper in your ear. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bro. Approach from the front, one hundred one hundred eighty degree, please. Please make yourself known. This these fools are too. Bro, Bro I, I, I think don't. The, yeah, the I don't know the crazy thing I've seen. Well, is like um, getting them hella lit, like whether it be oh, get, getting them hella alcohol hella fast, right? Or like you know right. they doing, or you know they doing some yay, you know at their table or whatever. You know what I mean? Like or like you know, yeah, or like you know they they getting like all the people around them lit, you know what I mean? It's like oh okay, bro. Like, are they not getting lit with them? No, it's like no, it's like yeah, you know, like they're getting everybody lit, bro. What what the fuck is this dude doing? He's he's trying to have choices at the end of the night. That's what that fool is doing. He's getting multiple people lit. They see who get lit the most and who's open to be like, hey, let's go home. Yo, the let me get everybody lit person has a a roster in a rank, right? Right. And if that person is drunk, he's gonna try to take that person. And if not, we're just gonna go to the next drunk person down. Right. We'll move on to the next one down. Yeah, bro. Alcohol make you do crazy shit. It makes you forget yourself. It makes you also I I wouldn't yeah, it doesn't really make you do crazy shit. It probably makes you do stuff no. that you would do. If you it just really, yeah, inhibition impairs you know your judgment, impairs yeah. your judgment. For Anything sure. that you got to talk yourself out of, you would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you need alcohol, like that's when you use alcohol. If you're like stopping right. yourself from doing something you want to do, I'm liquid, when I was liquid younger, courage. That's what they used to call it when I was younger. The older dudes would be like, Hey, you're some do it fluid. <laughs> I was like, No, that's not what that shouldn't be a term. Some do it fluid. <laughs> that oh, shouldn't be a wow. term, man. It's like, yo, if you have to get people drunk to have sex with you, your game is whack. <laughs> For sure. Bro. Like, hey, or or I mean, yeah. Drunk or like just off the drags, bro. Yeah. No. We're not doing the whole yeah, no. That's kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, you're impairing somebody's judgment and making them make questionable decisions uh, because, you know, they wouldn't if they were not impaired. That's uh, that's uh, some, you know, you might as well be in the club with a napkin and some chloroform. Right. Yeah. Hey, man, my dumb ass, bro. I've been having a sore throat last couple of days. Uh, I want... (laughs) Somebody at work was like, "You should get uh the 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 spray spray into your throat." I was like, "What the fuck? What is that?" They're like, "Chloroseptic, nigga." I was like, "Isn't that the thing people go like, like they they, <laughs> they kidnap you with?" Bro, and he was like, "That's chloroform, you idiot." I was like, "Oh, hey, you ain't need no chloroform if you smack him in the back of the head like you just did." <laughs> like, I was like. That's that's to make sure the chloroform work. Damn. I was like, bro, isn't that the isn't that the fucking the one two punch right there? Right. What chloroseptic? Yeah, so you just so, spray your throat. It just numbs your throat. 
Oh, yeah. so that your throat can heal? You're sick. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah, bro. The, I don't know. Like, it's, it's there's some wild things you see when you're downtown, bro. Like, bro, I, was, I think, I think yeah. one of the craziest things that, like, um, man, it got me hot one night, bro. Like, this this girl was was knocked out. Uh, we like we didn't know, right? We, like, um, that the door around the corner, there was like a potted plant. Right. And like the I was almost up, there was a like we seen that there that there was a girl like sitting down in there, her phone is right there. And like there was a dude, um, cause a, a girl had walked by because we're we're getting people out of the club and the girl walks by, it's like, Hey, there's a girl knocked down the corner right there. There's a dude and like there's a dude uh trying to get up on her. Like we, we we don't know the situation, can you just check it out? Like, please your security, mm-hmm. we didn't want to approach him. We like he might and we're like, Oh bet. And it's only like what 30, 40 feet away. Like it's a entrance to another building, you know what I mean? But like we don't care about it because we don't ever hear about people fucking, you know, sleeping there or getting knocked out, you know what I mean? It's yeah. around the around the corner from your club entrance. Yeah, yeah, it's just like down the way. And uh I was like, okay, bet. And then bro, like bro was like taking about to take off his pants and like oh damn. Uh you know what I mean? Like get down, but like we see this girl like knocked out, who's drunk, man, in the corner. And I'm like, oh bruh. And then <laughs> bro, me and Benson. Rush nigga, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Go through wow, bro. And like Vince was like, I got kids, nigga. What's up, nigga? You, you trying to do that? And then I was like, I was like, Vincent, bro, get on that nigga. And then <laughs> bro, like ran away. And then like we, uh, we got the girl's phone. Somebody was calling, like, I, hey, yeah, look, we're gonna keep her inside the club. We're clearing out the club right now. Make sure uh you can get a family member here. And then we got the girl inside, and then I was like, bro, where are her friends, bro? Like, Damn. you know what I mean? Oh <laughs> like, man, you know, I was like, dude, bro, like yeah. this is dangerous as fuck, bro. Like, that's what made me. I guess more not I don't know I don't want to say paranoid but yeah paranoid bro when I'm at work you know what I mean like oh shit yeah. that's the shit I gotta watch out for bro motherfucker more like, aware of yeah yeah I was like damn nah, bro like that only had uh, my first like first or second year I was like shit there was there was four girls at the bar the other night and their friend was tossing out something like I can't have her in here like that man and I know she's not drinking anymore I know you guys aren't giving her drinks but she can't just be in here like done yeah it was like oh, okay. And then we're outside, they were waiting for the Uber, but they the three of them put her in the Uber and were proceeding to let her go. I was like, no, one of you got to go or all of you guys got to go, either one. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm not going to let you back in the club if you guys are going to let her back, or let her leave by herself. And it was like, but I was like, one of you go or all of you go, up to you guys. Oh, <laughs> what? How would you yeah. not let her go by herself, bro? That's what I said. I was like, one of you, one of you or all of you. And they were like, well... Hey. I guess it's all of us. So I guess it is. <laughs> would you Would you do that to guys? No, I wouldn't even do. I've 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 gotten out of my bed at four in the morning to go pick somebody up at the club because they called me. You know, what I mean? so I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever. I also like, wouldn't like if if a bunch of guys were dumping their friend, their like guy friend into the thing. I yeah, no. I also wouldn't be like, hey, you guys no. got to go. But no, for girls, I pro I might. Because I've also heard of like dancers yeah. getting into Ubers and it's been it's been super uncomfortable or the uh, the drivers being weird and it's weird for them to know where we live now or where we're getting dropped yeah. off. So exactly, it feels like a double standard, though. It, I mean, it pretty much is honestly. You know, I mean, I I think there are certain situations where we'd look at like four dudes, and if their dude is like. You think he can't function without one of his friends? No, nah, I'm not gonna let him. Go. I mean, if he's drunk and he can get out of the car, fine. But man, I don't know. I, every situation has been like a couple of dudes. I tell them both to get in the Uber and dip. 
Hey, hey, take your friend. Right. Don't nobody want either of you around here, bro. You ain't finna get anywhere. Well, okay. Okay. fucked up, bro. Just go home. To to E Rise, uh, uh, to his credit, yes. If 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 there's guys in there and their friend is so fucked up that they're leaving, more than usually, you don't want the other friends back in the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah see, you don't, want, you, that's, you don't yeah, want them that's... at any other club. So you're like, bro. Yeah. How about all y'all just call tonight, bro? Like y'all ain't finna get yeah. in anywhere with this guy. Like, yeah. Just go that's home, bro. Get some get some dirty pizza, some delicious pizza at three a.m. in the morning down right the road. Now. Hey, yeah, hey, you were away from the, all the other clubs were right by this pizza joint, but E Rise Club was like five blocks down. So he would just five blocks people, down. Hey, go that way. Go, go, that way. go. Just keep walking. Go to Dirty Pizza, man. It was on the same pizza. street. It was a straight line walk. Just you can just hey, go get a hot dog. Funny, go bro? get a pizza. Hey, there's well, like I, eight I, more clubs down there. Go. Yo, hey, I, I, I think like it's one to one the amount of fights that happen in the club and that happen in the pizza line. Like just as many fights happen in the pizza line as in the club that we had to get out. Like, like we had to one, put bro. a guard on the pizza line. We had to put a security guard on the pizza line to make sure people did not act up. Like, how crazy is that? Like, and I that, know you didn't stop them from acting up. That just helped us respond the, faster. The pizza, the pizza wasn't not that pizza wasn't that good. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't good at all, bro. It was the customers in close proximity to other drunk customers. Lining up for pizza, being hungry. Make we made we made drunk people get close to each other and wait for something they wanted. What did we expect was gonna happen? Just fucking people would bump like accident, drunk, on purpose, whatever. They would bump into each other and then shit would just start going. And our meeting room is like behind a double set of doors behind the pizza line. So like if shit happened, there'd just be like twenty black shirts running out. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, bruh, especially Sasha's Sasha's hot dog line, bruh, everybody uh, be like, "Hey, bro, you got my fucking order right?" This or that, and Sasha's like, "Hey, my friend, my friend, don't don't do that to me." Nice. <laughs> I'd be like, "Bro, the, the funniest like way I've seen people like shut up people that was like being hella loud in the pizza line, bro, was was fucking Sila. Sila walked by and was like, "Shh, the baby's sleeping." <laughs> everybody, everybody like looked at him and was like. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Wait, and then, like, what, baby? And then, just, and then he just walked in the meeting room with the, in the awkward moment, like. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm doing that every time, dog. Like, that's hella funny. Having to deal with drunk people. All right, where are you guys watching the Super Bowl? Is there going to be uh, drunk people there? Are you guys going to have a party, Super Bowl party? Uh, besides me, Noah, and Junior, uh, I don't think we're going to go. We're leaving Friday morning for the coast. Uh, we got a Airbnb, so we're gonna ah. get and watch the Super Bowl out there, and get some Super Oscars burritos, and uh, Oscars. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Yeah. Uh, is it Lincoln City? It is. Where do we take the pictures at, Lance? It was Lincoln City. Lincoln huh? City. So there's a uh the restaurant, uh, Mexican restaurant there, called uh, Super Oscars. Their breakfast burritos are. Amazing. Nice. Shout yeah. out to Super Oscars. Yeah, nice. Yes. That's dope. Yes. But yeah, that's what we'll be doing. So hopefully, uh hopefully the Eagles win. So we won't have to do too many uh con- too much consoling. <laughs> I think you guys are gonna do the same amount of drinking regardless of who wins. Because it's either oh, gonna, it's sure. just either gonna be happy drinking <laughs> or we just lost the Super Bowl drinking. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> And I always tell the men when we're making jokes, like, 
sometimes I see friends all the time be like, man, that's past the boundary. It's like, go with us. I always tell them, man, you know, I have no boundaries, right? <laughs> so if we get drunk and the Eagles lose, I'm sorry, Noah. I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say sorry now. Before uh, before we ask for your guys' Super Bowl predictions, Eri, where are you watching uh, the Super Bowl this Sunday? Well, I was going to be here at home. Are you guys going to – anybody watching it with you? I don't know. Probably just me and V at the house, bro. Uh, Sunday is like a – yeah, the beginning of the week is like a – we tap in with everybody about the – like food bank stuff that we usually do on Saturday. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we figure out where we're going to get donations at the end of the week. But my uncle might be doing something down the road. So we might pull up to the house, but hey. I don't know. Right. You know, grab a plate or two, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Bro, roll up on there. Yeah. I'm sure that'd be fun. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm watching it right here in my living room. Sammy wants to go get snacks and make uh, football football snacks. Um mm-hmm. Trays, snack trays and stuff. Probably, probably get some pizza. Um, it is the culmination of my favorite season, football season. Um, so yeah, we'll make it like a kind of like a going away party. But everybody knows the NFL does not stop anymore. There's going to be you know coaching no. carousel, free agency, draft talk, preseason. Uh, it's going to be a long uh, off season as it always is at the beginning of it, but I'm, you know, the countdown's going to begin until uh, 2023 NFL season begins and it's going to be super exciting yet again, uh, fantasy football, uh, the chargers, the Raiders, the Niners, all with a fresh start and just seeing how our teams go. Um, yeah. So that's definitely going to be uh, a more exciting off season than it has been, you know, in recent times where it's kind of dragged on. And it's like, when the hell is football coming back? There's kind of like a, there's a little bit of NFL news all throughout the year. Yeah, it should be. Um, predictions for the Super Bowl. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, and if you're feeling really good, what do you think the score is going to be? I will start. I think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. You know, I hope that uh, Juju Smith-Schuster goes off and wins Super Bowl MVP and the Chiefs win if that happens. Uh, but I think more often than not, that Chiefs defense and the way their offense is, is attacking um, just every level of the field on both sides, uh, either run or pass on defense. Hassan Reddick is really playing um, like someone uh, trying to win a Super Bowl by himself. And he's going full JJ Watt kind of like defensive player of the year. It feels like that type of energy is what he's bringing. Um, and unstoppableness is what he's bringing to this Eagles D-line. So I think the Eagles take it, and I think it's something – I want it to be a high-scoring game. Um, it's probably going to be a lot lower than this, but I think it's going to be 31-26 uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles who get their next uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Forrest, your uh, video is is scaring me. It's doing some – do you see it's this? Me. <laughs> okay, it's scaring we can still, me. We can we can still hear you though. Uh, All right. Either one of you. I'm I'm riding with the Eagles. I mean, uh, one for Noah and Eddie. You know what I mean? Because yep. uh, I don't know too many Chiefs fans, but also because I think uh, everything you were talking about spot on. But also, I think they're a hungrier bunch of uh, players Ooh. right now as a group. 
I mean, they were they weren't expected to be here. And then mm -hmm. um also the whole Jalen Hurts thing, which like you said, he's a stand-up guy. So but in the back of your head, you also have to be listening to some of this stuff, like people counting you out already or telling you that you weren't that you were the one riding on your coattails, the coattails of your team. Like you were like they could have put anybody mm. at the quarterback position and the, there has to be a little play in his head about it. But I, I think they're hungry, you know what I mean? You can't and again, we always said you can't count Patrick Mahomes out, but Patrick Mahomes isn't the whole team. So uh, you need a whole team to win. And I think the Eagles as a team is a better team right now, especially with the momentum with them moving forward. Uh, the only thing I think that they could, like the way they beat San Francisco, I mean, whether you're a Frisco fan or you're a Philly fan, still is a little, uh, I think, deceitful because they didn't. Now again, Eagles fans, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from you, but they didn't have Brock Purdy at full strength, and who knows, you guys beat them, that's good, but who knows if they did, maybe would, you guys probably would have still won, but it would have been a tighter game. For oh, but, for sure, yep, yeah. But we saw, we saw Kansas City in a dog fight. They had, they had to, yeah, bro. Uh, they really had to dig to beat Cincy because Cincy wanted to win too. So I think. That might be one of the advantages uh, the Chiefs have, but Damn. I, I think, yeah, I think the Eagles. I think the Eagles got it. I think, I think they'll, I think they'll come out with the win. I forgot that the Eagles have pretty much locked up the number one seed since Week 14. Yeah, and yeah. that what you just said, the Eagles kind of had an easy game against the Niners because Brock Purdy got hurt early. They right. jumped out to a big lead versus the Giants the week before. You know, they won big, won early. But with them, but like they, I said, with them being they might not be ready. They might not be ready for a full scrap it out the whole time game like Mahomes and the Chiefs, like you said, they had to do to get to the Super Bowl. Right. So I mean, like with them being from Philly, I think there's just like the sorry again, Philly, well, Philly and Pittsburgh people, you know, they're supposed to be blue collar workers like guys from Detroit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They just go in there they do their work. They grind. They don't care about nothing else. So I think that's the Philly team that they have now, I think, represents their city as really represents their team because uh, those guys like want to go in there just put in the work and whether or not they kept their easy i think that's not part of their mindset i don't think it's gonna make them any more relaxed i think they're really dialed in and again uh you look at hassan reddick and Jalen hurts two guys who have had a harder time in the league you know what i mean getting to where they are now i think that's really going to push them over the edge just their mentality coming into the game it's like you know what i mean why would i stop working so hard I had to work so hard to get here, and now I'm here. I don't think they're going to stop. So, Philly. Philly. Thank you. We got a, another one, Philly. Thank you for that breakdown. Eri, what do you what do you think for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, Eagles or Chiefs? I'm saying Chiefs, bro, just because we lost to the Eagles. But uh, I feel it. I feel yeah. it. I've done that. Yeah, I, man, the only reason I'm saying the Chiefs is because, like, I want to see what that D-line do to that, that Philly online. That's gonna be a battle. You think that. that you think that Chiefs defense has a, a better chance of winning than losing versus that Philly online? Um, uh, man, I don't know. I'm not good at watching the whole field, but like, I just want to see. I just want to see how to, I want to see how the Usos do against the yeah. like, the them big hitters that, yeah. that the Chiefs got. For sure, and you not to mean? mention they got one of the one of the Usos on the D line uh, out in uh, Kansas City, Danny Shelton. So, and hopefully, he gets some shots up there too. Totally forgot about Brad. Yeah, Danny he's Shelton. out there in Kansas City. Yeah, he he changed teams. He was on the Patriots, right? 
Yeah, he was on the Patriots. He played you know, a few good years, and then uh, now he's with the Chiefs. So hopefully he can give them a few good uh, snaps. On right. Yeah, bro. Like, what is he? A, is he an inches player? Or... Huh. What was that? Uh, inches, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because when it's like fourth and short, or he's a, he's a big dude, man. He's like 63, maybe. Yeah, man. big dude. I thought you were shorter, but yeah, like, well, I'm, like I'm getting, sh- I'm getting, I'm giving him a couple inches. Oh, you're reading like his build height. <laughs> nice. Nice guy. I'm getting his combine height. <laughs> hey, nah, but yeah, bro. I, like, I just want to see, uh, like, yeah, I don't because like them. I want to see what the linemen do to each other, bro. That's just always exciting to me. Right. Yo, and it's going to be high level. Like, those are some all, not just pro bowlers, but all pros, like best in their position, are going to be facing off against each other. That's going to be dope. Uh, Chris Jones versus Jason Kelsey. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's going to be dope. Yeah. Uh, but either way, some of these uh, polys are going to get uh, Super Bowl rings. Uh, Super Bowl. Yes. Cha- they're going to be Super Bowl champions this week. Uh, of no, I want to know if they're going to get together after and do that. Hey, yeah. did you see uh, uh, Talanoa Hufunga and uh, Penesul was it? at the Pro Bowl? Yeah. yeah, at the Pro Bowl. Yeah, let's go. That was dope. Um, but they were throwing up T's and S's. It's like, hey, Tonga, you going to do this? He's like, I don't know. Are you going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. I let up, bro. All my Usos in the S, I'll be telling them, like, hey, bro, do y'all know that, like, that shit is like worldwide now, bro. And they're That's like, like, yeah, man, everybody fucking doing it. And I was like, but like, don't you love that though? <laughs> like, yeah. like, don't you, don't you see that representation? Like, Look at bro. Right. It's, it's, it's S to the world now, bro. And they're like, nah, bro. Like, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what chapter are you in? I'm like, Look, bro, they're not in the chapter. Everybody just, everybody just saw that. That's a really innovative way to throw up the S. Right. And everybody rocking with it, bro. I'm from the motherland chapter, baby. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> but yeah, that's so dope, bro. Yeah. Hey, Polynesian culture, man. It's. I feel like it might be the, the new frontier, and people are about to be surprised by stuff we've been doing for years and years, though. Like our people have been, you know, great actors, entertainers, uh, activists, um, scientists, you know. But voyagers. Yeah, but now people yeah. know, Chemist. like when they, yeah, when they see somebody, they're like. Instead of like, oh, maybe he's Mexican or something. That's like a Mexican scientist. Now they're like, oh no, I know now that this is a Polynesian person. So people, right. thought, I a, people thought I was a big Cambodian. Yeah, that, yeah. People call me which all goes hand in hand though. Yeah, which goes hand in hand because in California, shout out to my partners, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. All love, all love. But I'm not Cambodian though. You feel me? I'm Samoan, but I'm not. <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah, we're just we're in that second, I guess that second generation uh, wave where people are now at least familiar with who our people are. Like, you know, our parents came down and they thought they were like a totally different race because that's all they knew. But now, you know, either people have grown up with Polynesians or Pacific Islanders or, or at least, you know, watched Moana one time, seen Lilo and Stitch or something, seen, you know, movies or are are people and are like oh okay i know what box to put you in now no don't do that because everybody's <laughs> everybody in this box is different i don't know if you know that just like every other box but yeah at least people know kind of what to label us 
and to stereotype us with now. <laughs> but hey, 2023 Polynesian hey. people, here we are. Hey, here bro. we go. What's up? I'm putting on a shirt. Invited to the Umu or invited to the Fala <laughs> oh, Which one? <laughs> Let's do uh, shout outs. E Rye, appreciate you coming on. Any shout outs or uh, uh, announcements that you want to uh, make? Uh, yeah, man. You know, first of all, all glory to God, man. You know, uh, all praises go to him. Um, so shout out to uh, Uso PD. Shout out PD. Always pushing PD. on, telling the stories on the front line. Um, yeah, it was a breath. Shout out to my family. Shout out to everybody who's been uh, purchasing Lavasa Island apparel gear, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's I'm always humbled by the amount of support I get from the, just for the brand. Um, Shout out to uh, the Balinesian boys, bro, for going hard, consistent. Hey. Forty plus episodes in, bro. Super Bowl week, we've been uh, podding, collaborating, crazy, putting out new content, trying to get the. I love that, bro. Active, hey, your grind motivates mine. It's in a real way, bro. That shit, that that's shit real, crazy. Yeah, that's real. Appreciate you. Yeah, we're doing it. Forrest, any shout outs? Uh, a little different for me, man. Shout out. I was reading some articles, and I know these boys. I know they're. I coached their. Uh, older brother personally, so uh, shout out to uh, Francisco uh, Moingo and his younger brother. Um, this is his younger brother's name. I feel like his younger uh, brother's name is similar to his. It is. It is. Uh, I'm blanking right now. Cisco and right. Francisco. It's like that. It's something like that. Crisco. It's like Cisco and Francisco. Crisco. Oh, uh, but they're they're both at uh. They're both at Miami, Miami, Francis, sorry. So Francis and Francisco, Francis, uh, consensus five-star tackle, the number one rated tackle in the country, oh, um, shit. signed with Miami. He's going to be, so Miami is going to look really nice with two bookend tackles who are about 6'6", six, six, both about 6'6", six, 340. Francis on one side and another, the number, I won't say, the other five-star uh, tackle uh, in the country. Two good kids. And then when Francis decided to sign with Miami, his brother, who was an up-and-coming linebacker at Washington State, V-star coming out of high school, um, decided that, hey, you know what? I want to go play with my brother because we played all through high school. Um, they were at a – I think they were, what, what, they were at a Catholic school in California at first. Uh, killed it there. Um Francisco went to Washington State, and then Francis transferred over to the IMG Academy, tore it up there, and now they're together out in Miami, man. Francisco transferred over, and it's funny because when he was coming out of high school, like I said, three stars don't normally get – if you guys don't know football recruiting, if you're a three-star, you're you're really good. Someone says you're good, but not as good as a four-star or a five-star. That's someone else's opinion. But he got there and – uh ultimately became a starter his freshman year, tore it up, you know what I mean? Just showing why he he's out there. And so now transferring over to Miami, they think he's going to be a, a, a right-away starter. So you're going to have both yeah. brothers starting, yeah. one at middle linebacker, the other at tackle. So I love to see things like that, man, because I, uh, I don't know them personally. I know of them. I've met them when they were younger in Samoa, but it's so cool to see them out there like that and just uh, – especially having them just so talked about in all these, like when I was younger and I lived back home, I love college and football, college football, college basketball. 
So I used to get these Street and Smith magazines that would break these guys coming into high school, nice. going into college and stuff like that. So to see names like that, guys that you can pin to back home, to me, even at this age that I am now, it's just like it's I get like goosebumps. It's I'm like a little kid seeing names like that. So love to see it, man. Love to see it. That's I know hard. there's a lot of That's other hard. kids. That's yeah. Hard. Uh, and to my nephew, family back, you're like, man, you know, it's, it's empty. right. Exactly. And speaking <laughs> of family, one more who's uh connected to me and Lance, shout out to Oki out in uh out hey. in Colorado, man. Do your thing, man. We can't wait to see you on the field, Oki. We we've seen that kid come from medical hardships to where he is now. Like, you know what I mean? He he had a hard time as a kid with medical stuff. Oh wait, we're we're, we're prime in Colorado. He's he yep he's, yeah. he's out there. He's playing for Prime, so let's um, go. But Oki, Oki, man, you always knew Oki was going to be something if he could get the medical stuff um, put away, and then he just became like the ultimate football player in American Samoa High School football. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, hey, he's the man. He's been the man for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah. And then last one is to my niece, Lose Oriana Louis. Her birthday is uh, on the tenth. Happy birthday to you, young lady, 22. Happy You're doing great. Birthday, right? happy uh, graduated birthday. from Eastern Washington last year, and she's out in uh, Tacoma working with, uh, with like, uh, not really a detention center for youth, but something to that effect. And she's helping to rehabilitate them. And that's, that's her passion, man. And I love to see that in our people, especially. And the nice. fact that she's my niece, man, she, she, it's a hard job, but she loves it. And I know it's uh, a lot of time right now, but one story she told me was she, uh, the first time she felt like one heartbreak and one that she knew she had to be in that field was she said she had her first um, Polynesian kid come into the, the program a couple, Ooh. I think a month ago. And just seeing that, she knew that that's where she should be. That's her calling. Oh, you know what I mean? And to see so a Polynesian kid like that from a broken family come into that place to have to live and you know be rehabilitated, she knew that that was her calling. So shout out to you, Luce Oriana. Uh Amen. Birthday's on the tenth. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you were in Chini this year. Uh this year, the couple of days ago, celebrating with your friends. So I hope that went well. And hopefully, um, I know all your aunties from Utopia are about to take you out on the weekend. I'm pretty sure. So Enjoy that. Nice. Yeah, if there's anything we want to um, promote or encourage people to do is to follow follow their passions, follow what you're passionate about, especially if that's in some way connected to, you know, helping those around you. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> building sure. the community up or your society, what your corner of the world, um, just doing your part to help you and your neighbors. Um, Bro, shout out to Eri Wholesale, bro. Um, I know you're not just doing it by yourself, and you know it's not about you, but really uh, appreciate the example that you are continuing to push out that love and light, bro. That uh, community help that you know takes a village. It's not just me. It's not just you. Um, and always willing to 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 lend a hand and uh, and to be out there and to to help try to do what's right. And yeah, we need more examples of that every day. And, you know, you've been an example of that for a long time. We appreciate the, the continued example. Um, I appreciate you. And we know, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Island Mogul, shout out to Petey, 
um, for putting that uh, that interview up and uh, Island Mogul for reposting and everybody else for kind of getting that word out of the work that you guys are doing. And hopefully that can lead to, you know, a bigger platform with more ability, more resources to really uh, give out to the people in your community and to, you know, help build those relationships. You know, you said your your church has been across the street for 20 years, but don't, you know, some people are like, oh, knew you guys were there, just didn't know if anyone was home ever or, you know, yeah. didn't see people going out. And you're, bro, frontlining right now, uh, right change, changing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's crazy. <clears throat> man, you're right. You were just asking Lance and me about having like a tournament of some kind of sports stuff. But you know what I was just thinking when Lance shouted everybody out is if Island Mogul, Polynesian, uh, Politicken, the Mile High, PD, Levasa, yeah. uh, if we could all get a, to get together somewhere remote that we can all get to, uh, not easily, but it'd be feasible for us to get to and throw a festival with all of us there. That'd be dope. You know what I mean? There's a whole bunch of podcasts. That's a whole, yeah. That's a whole bunch of poly creators hey, right, getting into one space. Yeah, you so, talking about like a like a convention type thing. Yeah, oh Anything, yeah, man. If, uh, and yeah, you know what I mean. We can just all be together and talk about these issues at the same time. You know what I mean? Like a festival, we have, we can invite vendors. You know what I mean? To for one part of the day or things we can talk about. But what I'm saying is, like you said, a convention where we could all get together and just you know bounce ideas off of each other or just talk about some of the, maybe we can each help each other or find ways to help each other in the in the lanes that we're in, you know what I mean? Trying to help, especially with you trying to, uh, not trying, with you doing the food bank stuff and, and other things to help your community, it would definitely be such a, we should all sit down and talk about, especially now since we have the networking ability between all of us to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to come together like that. Yeah, yeah man. So yeah. that'd be dope. Don't mind me glitching in the screen right now because it looks like I'm on crack. But <laughs> it's weird. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, bro. Man. Keep it up. So I just got yeah, sorry, Lance. I just got a notification on my phone, man. Go for uh, it. You you are no longer a uh a fan of Russell Westbrook anymore because he does not play for your team. All he right. Just traded. But you what? got someone. Get 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 guess who you guys got back for him. He went to the Jazz. I got someone this. who used to play for you guys. I got this to the Jazz. Well, actually, he plays for the Wolves, but it's a three-team trade. D'Angelo Russell. Yes, sir. Let's yes, sir. go. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you guys this got should help. Trade one Russell for the other. <laughs> hey, over here, Rob Polinka over here, just trying to save his job. I get it. Um, man, shout yeah, shout out to uh, D'Angelo Russell. Ice in his veins. Back with the Lakers. That's going to be uh, kind of needed. And, and shout out to Brody. Hey, Mr. Westbrook, yeah, no. you're, you're a great. You, he is. You keep doing what you're doing. Hopefully they can, you know, start him at least. Because he was coming off That'd the bench nice. for the Lakers for a long time. Um, Any other shout outs? Man, uh, I want to shout out our, our recent guests for sure. Um, shout out Craig Bailey. Uh Eri's a college homie that also does real estate. Oh, bro, I've been that episode a couple credit. times, bro. Yeah, bro, dropping was... all sorts of knowledge. Knowledge. Oh, bro, what the fuck is he talking about, bro? bro if you're trying to get a Google house, everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, 
that yo there's there's so much that needs to be googled we need to have them back on and just yeah. to just to keep talking about the finance system and how we need to play it um so that we're we're not spending extra money on fees extra money on percentages that you know most people don't don't get hit with um we also had Sefa M on um shout out to him and uh, stream Marcus. undisputed if you haven't uh stream undisputed on all platforms uh his best album yet uh shout out to marcus him and seth on the polytic and podcast we were able to go over there and absolutely talk shit for yeah, hours bro they left <laughs> wait wait are i gotta you finish listening to, to that one. our podcast i was like no i gotta finish i gotta finish listening to that one bro <laughs> I've already got uh I've already got some DMs from people but I told you I was that broke. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm hella just... disconnected from people. No one's telling me shit. I love it. Um <laughs> yo, yeah. Shout out Forrest breaking down football with me all the time. We're gonna have to switch to basketball or uh, politics after <laughs> until <laughs> next until August. <laughs> So we, Forrest, we're gonna talk just, every, everything sports. Forrest, <laughs> did you just see the National Caucus? <laughs> yeah. You see they're starting in South Carolina this year what instead of Iowa? What the fuck? We're, we're gonna have to change some of these words according to our uh well, our base audience because when you say caucus on the air, I know some of these dudes that listen to like shh, but I wonder your money. Bro, I'm so interested in politics. I could do a, like a whole politics show. Like that uh and and how it actually trickles down and starts to affect us because man when trump got elected i was like who actually cares you know it's not really gonna affect us little people down here (laughs) and then all the taxes started coming back you cut the taxes for the businesses and you give it to the people yeah if you yeah anyways um if you want to start a politics show hit me up uh if you want to start any show uh hit me up and we can i can be your podcast producer um also also for the uh for the food drive if you want i can yes we can message together and figure out like a checklist to start uh getting that information and stuff you want yeah then i can tabulate and and then after we tabulate and get the graphs for how much everything's happening and what's going in and out then i can also try to help write you know like whatever yeah for the grant or just That's put that, but yeah, put that information in like words for uh for a grant. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm and for everybody, down. everybody who's still willing to not still, everybody who's willing to donate, and you can't be at the food drive or around the area that you rise in. Don't forget to inbox him because you can definitely cash app him, Venmo him, Apple Pay. Uh, he'll take it on. I'm. If you don't want to take his word for it, uh, you can take our word for it. I'm just going to go to a good cause, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, if you want information on what Eri's doing, please inbox him so he can educate you on the great things that he's doing out there. Yeah, always willing to lend a hand, as are we. Uh, make sure to check him out at Levasa. Is it uh, Le underscore Vasa? I forget. Mm-hmm. Yep, on IG. Yep. L-E underscore Vasa um, on Instagram. Uh, where where else can people contact you? Uh, you got a Facebook? Uh, yeah, TikTok. Uh, Facebook is just Levasa Island Apparel. Um, yeah, TikTok is uh, Levasa as well. I don't know. I, don't th- I think it's L-E underscore. Nice. Are you on Twitter? Yeah. I am on Twitter, Twitter, but I don't know how to post on Twitter because people don't purchase off of Twitter. 
Oh, so you're like... Oh, yeah, see, yeah. I think you have to get, like, a whole different, like, account on Twitter to do shit like that. I don't know. No, well, yeah, because, like, Leo has a business, but, like, I got to figure out how to... I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I just really don't know how to navigate Twitter at all. Hey, it's crash. It's going down anyway. Don't worry about it. I was going to say, you need to get on like Mastodon or any of these other ones that have you, uh, have you bought land in, uh, the metaverse? About to, about to invest in some virtual real estate. <laughs> oh, do it and man. set up a, a Levasa shop. You want to put some Levasa uh, hoodies actual, on your I avatars? Want, I want actual real estate before I do anything. <laughs> I feel like virtual real estate is so much cheaper, or it might be more, <laughs> might be more affordable. But that's the only place we're going to be able to live. No, I don't, bro, I want, I want like, I want, like, I want like my, I want to own at least. <laughs> 300 feet by 300 feet worth of space in the real world right in the real world before i own a foot by foot square in the fucking metaverse you heard it folks right. if you guys are about that life and uh just like our, our homie craig uh real estate and everything help us get a brick and mortar levasa store up and running i need to see yeah, how much an acre dimension acre dimensions i just want to know if all else fails don't worry, I have land in Samoa. We're gonna go back home and build the store from our Hey, yeah, go. we got some land in Samoa. We're gonna be all right yeah. if everything goes bad. We just gotta catch a flight out back home. Just gotta yeah. make it back home. Everyone, you know what? Thank you for listening to three friends <laughs> getting together and talking. Hey. As yo, yeah, we uh, this is a lot is big time therapy for us. Um, and we hope it's entertaining for you guys. Uh, shout out to Levasa, Eri Hosea for joining our episode. Uh, for love y'all, man, love y'all. We love you too, love bro. Too, man. We miss yeah, you. Yeah, always love you, man. Yeah, man, come visit real soon, man. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, keep motivating and inspiring. Your grind motivates mine and ours. And uh, yeah, we're excited to see what the rest of the brand does uh, for the rest of this year. But uh, that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. For Force Don't Allow, I am Lance Falatomo. Stay hydrated. Stay blessed. Stay balling. Love and light. Peace. Peace. Peace.